Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You have offended this podcast and you have offended the entire movie making community. You're a pushy little bastard, ain't you? And welcome once again to You Have Offended This Podcast. We watch martial arts movies. My name is Mike McCarran. With me, as always, is a guy who always sweeps the leg, Chad Lindsay. How's it going, man? Hey, I'm super pumped for this movie, man. Ready to sweep some legs. Sweep the leg, Johnny. Yeah, I'm excited, man. The Karate Kid. It was it was fun, man, to go back and go through this again. This is a really good movie. Like, There's a reason this movie has stood the test of time, and you see that kind of every time you rewatch it. Yeah, like when you say stands the test of time, like you can really identify with it's funny because you identify so much with Daniel and his fish out of water story. But now that we're old, you really get that second film, which is Mr. Miyagi's story. Yeah. And this is an exceptional film of, you know, really kind of, you know, young people and mentors or more specifically fathers and sons and what a what a fantastic film. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. Like it's seeing where Pat Morita came from, the you know, the world of comedy and the whole, you know, he had the whole hip nip character. I don't know if you saw those old yes. old shots of him that crazy. <laughs> yeah, and he was Arnold from Happy Days. Yeah. Arnold from Happy Days, like he came from the that world of comedy, which almost led to him not being in the movie. Like I he had to audition like five times for this movie and the producer really didn't really didn't want him there's something incredible about comedians and whatever it is that gives them the understanding of emotion that make people laugh also makes them fucking incredible in dramatic roles because you look at like robin williams you look at michael mckeon jim carrey they all have the ability even bob odenkirk yeah 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 the mr show and all this comedy and and he's doing like high level drama on like better call Saul. And so when you say like coming from the world of comedy, there's, there's few comics out there, but when they went like, when they make that transition from comedy to drama, they, they just fucking kill it. And that's, yeah. and that's what Pat Morita did in this film. I think there's a, there's a misunderstanding a lot of the time of comedic, comedic actors, comedians, where they think it's just dorkiness. But if you talk, if you're into comedy at all, I think you really have a, a, a knowledge that from from that comedy has, has how can I word this? The comedy that they put out has been born of a great deal of pain and tragedy a lot of the times. You know, yeah. broken childhoods and fucked up lives, and you deal with that through making people laugh. But that well of pain is in there, and the the actors and actresses who are comedians who know how to draw on that can really get to a, a a great spot, like a really heartfelt spot. And you really see that with Marita in this film. Yeah. And I think that, you know, you, 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 you touch on it, like, you know, good comedy is about eliciting an emotion through your performance. And what, what's, what's that other than drama? You know, you're like, you're yeah. eliciting an emotion and he just, does a great job. And I'm going to be honest, man. I'm going to be honest. I'm not even ashamed. I'm, I'm slightly ashamed. Uh, you know, <laughs> I teared up. I teared up a little bit. 
teared up a little I was bit gonna, on rewatch. I was going <laughs> to mention that to you, like, we'll, we'll get to it, but the, the sort of Oscar scene of Miyagi there, dude, I was crying. Yep. Like, it really got me. It's, it's something. He did a really extraordinarily good job, which is why he got the Oscar nomination. For this for this role, so let tremendous. us uh, take a moment to uh, thank uh, Mr. Kenny Florian for suggesting this film and getting us on this path. Yes, yeah, requested by uh, UFC commentator, former three division UFC fighter, and and uh, current owner of Florian Martial Arts in Brookline, Massachusetts, Kenny Florian. So thanks, man, for for suggesting this. We we kind of owe you for this because it it really sent me on a little mission here in the last couple of days to to watch this and then get get deep into the new cobra kai series which i'm digging right to china so yeah thanks man very very much appreciated so yeah if you want to request your own movie if you have movies that you dig that you like uh please check out our social media that's probably the best place to suggest movies or anything like that you can go to our facebook page at you have offended this podcast you can also go to you have offended this podcast on instagram or you can go on twitter at uh at yhotp and suggest movies, give us commentary, give us your feedback on episodes, anything you like, you didn't like. Share it with your friends. That would be awesome. Share it with, <clears throat> hell, share it with everybody. And uh, if you could, please remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you download it, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, if you could rate it and review it, that would be dope. That would really help us out and get us kind of pumped up in the ratings and get us into more people's ears for people who like martial arts movies, because it's not just martial artists, it's kind of everybody. So that would be wicked if you could do that. So on that note, let's jump into 1984's The Karate Kid. This only had a budget of $8 million. Man. $8 million. And take, I don't know if you looked it up, but take a guess if you didn't, how much it made worldwide. Oh my God, I, I don't know. It must have been must have been $200 million at this point. Slightly lower, but 130. <laughs> well, <laughs> kind of. I'm just thinking like, I'm just thinking but yeah, like that's a good part. Yeah. 35 years. It's probably right? still bringing in money. Oh my god! What is that like? When years, they yeah. like, I I don't know nothing about. I don't know. I don't know nothing about movies outside of like fucking watching them. Like when they yeah. say it makes 130 million, is that like in theaters or is that like home video and streaming and Cobra Kai and? No, that's just this movie. Oh, okay, because I was thinking like the whole franchise, because the Karate Kid cartoon and the Karate Kid action figure that you could get that broke yep. the ice blocks. Like, <laughs> right? <laughs> I forgot about those. That's right. Yeah, there was a whole six. industry built up around the Karate Kid, right? Which yeah. apparently uh, they got sued and had to pay out because it was a Karate Kid comic book that came out prior to the movie, and they had to they had to pay some settlement fee or something to to the comic book. But yeah, after this movie, there was a whole a whole slew of things that came out that kind of built up around this particular one. Yeah, it made $130 million in small change uh, worldwide. So tremendous, nice. tremendous success. Nice. So uh, started off the careers of William Zabka, who plays Johnny Lawrence. This is his, uh, I think this is his first movie. Or if it's not, it's one of his first. It's certainly his first hit movie. Mm. And then, uh, obviously, this is uh, Elizabeth Shue's first movie, who plays, obviously, the lovely Allie. Yes. She is so cute. She's really cute. She's awesome in this movie. And she, I I was thinking about this as I did my rewatch over the last few days. I think she's the only person in this movie, if you think about it, whose career kind of wasn't defined by this movie. Yeah, that's a good point. You know what I mean? Like if you think of, because Daniel, Daniel, Ralph Macchio, Mm. if you, you know, yes, he's done, you know, he did My Cousin Vinny. He did The Outsiders. You know, he's done The Crossroads. This is really his road. Role, oh, that's sure. what I mean. If when you say Ralph Macchio, 
Karate Kids, what comes to your head, right? Yeah. Same as Pat Morita. I mean, yes, you'll think of Happy Days where he was Arnold, and he was in a whole bunch of other stuff. Oh, he was even in so years, much stuff, but years this, after he, his, this, this yeah. is his this is his jam. Like this is well, he's his mis- defining he's role, Mister Miyagi. Right, that's who he is, yeah. and pretty much everybody else. I mean, Martin Cove, who plays Crease. Mm. I mean, he was in a couple other things, but he's Crease. He's Cobra Kai. Yeah, and pretty much everybody else, man. Like she's the only one who who kind of broke out and did you know Adventures in Babysitting, and then she had the Oscar for. Um, Leaving Las she's Vegas. She's got like a nice smiley face. Like she just yeah. looks so. She just looks so nice. And you know, when I said she's so cute, like that's not me. That's not me like perving out. Like me just like she's cute. Like you know, there's moments where like you know she smiles at Daniel or she's just like super friendly and she just yeah. looks like really warm and she just really added a lot to the to the film. Well, she's got that that kind of. I don't want to compare her to Janine Garofalo, but that same kind of smile where when she smiles, her whole face lights up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like, yeah. oh, she's, that's cool. And on top of that, and much more importantly, she's a good actress. Oh, yes. Yeah. So she, she, she pulls, like, when she looks pissed at Johnny, for example, like, she looks pissed. Yeah. You know? So she she doesn't, uh, very, everybody does a really good job here. All right. So, I, again, I, I, as normal, broke this into five sections so we can kind of run through it in some sort of uh, some sort of order here. So, kind of section one, we get we get the opening of the movie here. Daniel and his mom are moving from Jersey out to L.A. Uh, Daniel ends up getting invited to a beach party. He meets Allie, but sadly her ex, Johnny, and his friends show up and uh, beat the shit out of him there. And then Mr. Miyagi comes to fix Daniel's faucet and sees Daniel learning karate from a book. Daniel tries to go to a karate school here, but sadly it is the Cobra Kai school, and the boys are there learning from Crease. So the Jersey opening here on the street, uh, Daniel's, you know, Daniel's, Daniel's character here was initially named Daniel Weber in the script. It was uh, changed when Ralph Macchio got the part and he was Italian. So they changed the script's last name from Weber to LaRusso. Oh. Yeah. And Johnny's, Johnny's, Johnny Lawrence's name wasn't actually Johnny Lawrence. Initially, Johnny Lawrence was supposed to be named Donald Rice in the script. <laughs> Donald Rice? <laughs> I swear to God. Can you imagine? Donald, sweep the leg. <laughs> sweep the leg. Yeah, Donald. <laughs> so Fetch a being... body bag. <laughs> oh, my God. Johnny. Changed it to Johnny Lawrence, which, much better name. So, yeah, Jersey Open here. Daniel and his mom are leaving to go to California. It's a, it's a good cross-country montage here of, you know, the voiceover of the mom singing and Daniel doesn't want to go and they're pushing the station wagon to jumpstart it and all that shit like you can tell yeah. they're resourceful and kind of don't give a shit we're just out and doing our thing single mom taking her teenage kid out yeah i think that that's kind of cool like they you know they got some second unit somewhere we're like okay drive the station wagon past these red rocks you know just to kind of yeah. show them but you know they put the effort in and it's a it's a nice uh it's a nice thing especially with where the budget was uh much lower than i originally thought yeah, and there's nice scenery changes as they move out west. You get from cities to the the desert to, like you said, the Red Rocks, and then all through the the mountains to California and stuff. So it's a good scene. They finally arrive here at the at the, the Three Palms or whatever it is the the hotel that they're going to be living at. Daniel does the yeah, kicks the fence door yeah, open it, into into Freddy. Freddy knocks Freddy down. <laughs> And they walk in and they see the uh, the old dog, the old lady with the dog. Yeah. The old lady with the dog, by the way, is Frances Bay. Oh, yes. Frances Bay, Happy Gilmore's grandma. 
Yeah, and uh, Mrs. Chalfont and Mrs. Tremont from Twin Peaks, and right the Marble Rye Lady from Seinfeld. <laughs> she's she's Give been me that in a rye, million you old bag. She was yeah. <laughs> she was playing an old lady in '84 for exactly. the Karate Kid. Exactly. She died in 2011 at like 92. Yeah. You know, yeah. she's she's been in everything and been around. So, hats off to Frances Bay. She was awesome in everything. So, uh, Freddie ends up inviting Daniel to a beach party that night. So, hooray! Daniel's got some friends. Hopefully, uh, the sink doesn't work. So they they try and find the as old dog lady Frances Bay calls him a fixer guy. And uh, Daniel goes down and sees Miyagi in his little room. And uh, Miyagi's kind of a dick right off the bat. Like he's he doesn't kind of give a shit. And when are you gonna fix it? Later, not now. He kind of gives him the fuck the fuck off vibe. <laughs> but that's kind of like Miyagi's arc is just as important as Daniel's. And yes. uh, that's why I love it. He's just so completely standoffish and he's trying to catch the fly uh, with the chopsticks, which we later learn why. Yep. When Daniel just kind of opens the screen door and walks in and Miyagi just kind of turns over his left shoulder and kind of gives him the gives him the stare like. Hello. Hey, you the maintenance man? Hey. Yeah, we're the new people in apartment 20. Yeah, our faucet's really leaking there. Well, can you come fix it? Hey. Well, can I tell my mom when? When what? When are you going to fix the faucet? After what? After, after. Get out. And Daniel just slowly moves back. He's, uh, and we learn why later, but he's pretty cut off from the rest of the world. Miyagi Yeah. And intentionally so. Yes. So yeah, he's kind of a dick. He's trying to catch the fly with the chopsticks. And he says he'll come up and fix the thing later. So they go off to the beach party now. Night beach party. They're playing soccer on the beach and... This is our first look at Allie with an eye, Elizabeth Shue, and they're kind of making eyes at each other. She's with the girls swimming, and he's with the boys playing soccer and doing their thing, looking at each other. And they start talking, and they seem to be hitting it off, and kicks the soccer ball over at her, and they end up chatting. <laughs> the yeah. most awkward teenage way ever. <laughs> exactly. Even though, I guess Daniel's supposed to be playing, what, a high school senior here, so he's supposed to be, I don't know, 16, 17, 18, in that mm -hmm. range. I think he was 22 when they shot this, and he looked 12. Well, that's the thing. He might have been 22, but he did not look at good-looking jeans on that fella. So they go, uh, uh, they're talking to each other on the beach, and they seem to be doing okay, but Johnny and the Cobra Kai fellas rock up on their dirt bikes, and uh, you get the, <laughs> they see uh, Daniel talking to Allie there, and Johnny starts to get his, get his ass in a wedge, and uh, <laughs> one of the guys goes... Take a right, check it out. Hey, Johnny, forget it, man. It's ancient history. Who told you, man? Johnny! Hey, man, I thought they broke up. He did, he did. I thought they broke up. And one of the other guys goes, yeah, they did. He didn't. Yeah. <laughs> that made me laugh. So they go down, and uh, Johnny wants to talk to Allie, but she's having none of it. Daniel's initially trying, seemingly, not to take part in it, but... When Johnny grabs the the radio from her, the the ghetto blaster, the boombox, and uh, she just keeps turning it back on, <laughs> which was kind of funny. 
but he just grabs it and ends up smashing it. And Daniel steps in. But before they even arrive, how badass are the Cobra Kai guys? You know, coming up with their members-only jackets, their their bikes, and their Cobra Kai logos, and their badass soundtrack that's accompanying them when they get there. Like, just awesome introduction to the 80s villains. Yep. They're, it's just a good entrance for these guys, because they're clearly the the villains in 1984. Oh, yeah, with their red suits and their the dirt bikes yeah. coming up in the distance, right? You're like, oh, here comes trouble. <laughs> so, yeah, good introduction of the bad guys here. So Johnny ends up squaring off with Daniel, and Daniel, it was funny because earlier when they were talking to, when he kicked Freddy, he, uh, oh, was that karate? Oh, maybe you could teach me. And I was like, yeah, I could teach you a little bit. Hey, And he clearly doesn't know anything. He's just learning yeah. from a book and kicking shit and Johnny just beats the shit out of him on the beach here. Like, there's really no... Well, Johnny doesn't even really beat the shit out of him. Like, Daniel runs at him twice, and Johnny just kind of... Johnny, ironically, sweeps his leg. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) Takes his legs out, drops him. Twice? It's like, you didn't see that, Daniel? And then he kicks him in the stomach and backhands him in the face. Yeah, I mean, you know, and Daniel Daniel stands up for himself, and then, you know, like, everybody just kind of... And this is... I mean, I remember this type of behavior back in the 80s. Somebody somebody would get hurt, and they'd be just like, hey, just look, just leave him alone. Just leave him alone. Yeah. And everybody just fucking walks away and leaves him alone. Yeah, he'll get up. Or he won't, I guess. <laughs> and Freddie and all of his new friends, like, they abandon him pretty quickly for- Yeah, what a bunch of dicks. Kid. Yeah. So, I mean, the guy's like, oh, you sure pick cool people to be friends with. <laughs> where'd you find this guy? <laughs> like, yeah, where'd you find this guy? So- uh, it, anyway, we're like just a couple of minutes into the movie. Well, not a couple of minutes, maybe like 10 or 15 minutes into the movie. We've already yep. got Daniel. He's in a new location. We've got Mr. Miyagi. we got Daniel's mother, who's great, but really doesn't connect with Daniel well at the beginning of the film. Then we get yeah. the Cobra Kai set up. We get Elizabeth Shue as the love interest. And then Daniel clearly is not able to uh, do this on his own. Yeah, they do a really, really good job here of of the setup and the pacing and kind of getting all the balls in the air. So you know, who's who and what's going on. Mm. And so Daniel goes home here and the next morning as he's rolling out for school, he's got, he's got his shades on and mom here, Randy Heller, you mentioned her, the mom, she's great. She's a great actress. You know, she was in soap and she's been around. She's in the new, like you said, the new Cobra Kai. She's awesome. She's such a good actress. And she does a good job here of being that picky mom of like, take your glasses off. Come on. uh, Show me your eyes. Yeah, come here, show me your baby browns. Mom, Daniel, I got energy. Do me a favor. Look, take off the glasses. Why? Because I asked you to. Come on, Mark, California, so look. Take them off, I want to see your baby browns. Mark, come on with the baby browns. Are you on something? Yeah, I'm on Minute Maid. Why are you hiding your eyes? I'm not hiding my eyes. Take off the glasses. Come on, now. I'm like, yeah. oh my god, I I can relate to, even if it's not just my mother, but all mm-hmm. the other mothers of the time. Yep. Get over here. Yeah, take those off right now. And that <laughs> yeah. going going from the playful, like, come on, take the glasses off, to take those yeah. off. Now. Like, <laughs> like the, that shift, and she does that perfectly. Yes. And she sees the, you know, the, the, the eye is fucked up, obviously. So she, and he lies and says he fell off his bike, I think, did he not? Yeah, he said he fell off his bike. So then we get the, the cruel summer... In the soundtrack here, Bananarama, kind of great. So then they're playing soccer here. The soundtrack's great in this movie, by the way. Yeah, well, earlier when the Cobra Kai shows up, it's like, remember the night? Like, that's good music. Yes. Yeah, it's good all the way through, man. 
So the guys he met, what's his face, is Freddy's friends and all those guys he tries, Daniel tries to get back with them in gym class here, and they're just dicks and blow him off again. But Allie's cool. Allie comes up, and this is where she says it's Allie with an I, and he says, I'm Daniel with an L. <laughs> and they get into a little scuffle here with the uh, the soccer coach because the Cobra Kai guys see Daniel on the field, so they end up, one of them ends up tripping him as he's dribbling down the soccer field, and he gets up and immediately tackles him. Yeah, Bobby... Again, ironically, sweeps his leg. Um, yep, and, <laughs> it's and a trips theme him. in the early movie. <laughs> yeah, and, foreshadowing. Uh, trips sure. Him. Then they then it turns into a little fight. The coach basically boots him off the team, and uh, you know Daniel walks off, and you know he's like, oh, "Let's go! His school sucks, man! I shut out of here! Sucks!" <laughs> and I remember being a kid going, ooh, you would never say that to a teacher. <laughs> like, no, you know, get your ass kicked. It's, in 1984, <laughs> ah, this school sucks. In the 80s, teachers could smack the shit out of you. Like, they would yes. not hit you. They wouldn't hit you with a fist. Like, they wouldn't no. punch you, but they would shake the shit out of you. Like, they would either <laughs> yeah. grab you by the lapels and start mm-hmm. shaking you until your neck was sore. Because we all wore jean jackets. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's wearing a jean jacket. It was so Basically easy. a I fucking gi, like a judo yeah. gi, and they'd yeah, fucking kill you judo. with it. <laughs> that's the thing. We had one math teacher. He would take you out in the hall, and you would just hear slam, slam, slam. Because <laughs> he would just... Yeah fucking throw you he's like he's like gino felino at the fucking bar yeah shoving the guy into the fucking phone booth he, this guy yep. would slam you against the lockers and then the kid would come back in class all fucking red and crying and yeah the funny thing is oh you yeah tell you tell people that now right you tell kids now like i'd say my kid oh yeah mr so-and-so used to take you out in the hallway and kick the shit out of you you know and my son has yeah. the balls to look at me he has the balls to look at me and say yeah i'd kick his ass and i'm like oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know how many fucking teenagers said that they would kick his ass <laughs> do you know how mm-hmm. many teenagers yeah. did not kick his ass yeah all of them yep <laughs> anyway back to the podcast i guess yeah <laughs> little interlude there so yeah they uh i don't know where that coach sent daniel to because he just said get out of here and like everybody's in gym class and he just sends him the fuck away yeah and he just walks off into nothing (laughs) (laughs) he just just leaves Uh, it truly was a cruel summer (laughs) it was yeah he walked away head head high though because listen say what you will about daniel he can't fight etc etc that dude doesn't back down. He does not back down. That's the uh, that's good. Like he, you know, he throws a punch. He hits Johnny. Uh, you know, he gets tripped up on the soccer field. He punches Bobby, yeah. the most rational of the Cobra Kai. And then we get him practicing some sort of karate. I don't know. He looks like he's doing some sort of Bob Fosse dance moves when he's got that book in front yeah. of him. It looked like the old Fumio Demoria books. <laughs> and he's just kicking. And then Mr. Miyagi comes in and. Uh, I love Pat Morita's performance because he's kind of looking at him, and he's not saying anything, yeah. but he's kind of looking at him with his with his mouth kind of pursed open a little bit, and he's like, "Oh, you study yep. karate? Oh, you learn from book, <laughs> right?" And he's just like yeah. he's holding all the cards close to the vest as he's fixing the sink. It's uh, it's really cool how good of an actor he is, and it's great between Daniel and and Morita here, and the edit of this scene because like you said pat marita notices he's learning from the book he looks at daniel and he's yay what happened i yeah what happened i so oh i fell off my bike Eight. Nine. Ten. okay no hurt the hand 
Yeah. And she just looks, there's a, there's a, a couple of beats there. He just looks at him. Daniel looks at him and they both know. Both know. Yeah. You were so. But nothing, it's, you know, yeah, they don't treat the audience like they're stupid. They just let it hang there like, oh, this motherfucker knows he got in a fight. It's really well done. Really good. And then we get uh, cut here to the cafeteria and Machio and uh, Elizabeth Shue here. They have good screen chemistry. Like they really play off each other well, I think. Well, she, yeah, she just. She just kind of has, like, such a strong screen presence. Like, she just shows up, and she's just very natural, and she just seems so, I don't know, she just seems very vibrant, and, you know, Mm -hmm. like, she's kind of flirting with Daniel, and he's kind of, like, a little bit unaware, and he just kind of follows her off to the cafeteria. It's great. Yeah. She's, yeah, she's good like that. I think that's probably that kind of wholesome girl-next-door cutesy, hey-hey kind of thing that she has. Is probably a big reason why she took leaving Las Vegas to kind of shake that shit yeah. off oh, and open a bunch of new roles up to her because she was awesome yeah, in that. Yeah, you just reintroduced a bunch of nightmares. I forgot about that. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Sorry. Thanks. <laughs> On this wholesome, lovey little movie, and I bring in the suicidal alcoholic Finally and the hooker. Su- suppress those those visuals. <laughs> uh, so then we get Daniel here going. He, he has a nice little thing with with. Uh, alley here and then we get daniel's mom working at the restaurant and daniel's uh he he's, goes to talk to his mom but he goes to check out the karate school i i love this scene and the following scene um yeah. daniel goes into the cobra kai school and you know he's unsure like he does a good job of playing unsure like he stands there looking for a second then he kind of slowly moves in and sits down and as soon as he sits down and gets comfortable the class bows and just the way that they frame the yep. shot you just see johnny and william zabka just kind of yep. looks at him and smiles and danger's just like ah fuck and he just walks out yeah <laughs> Such a good scene with the bow and that little look up and just that little shit-eating grin that yeah. Johnny looks at him like, oh, yeah. <laughs> this is too fucking it was, good. It was <laughs> like when Kip ran over that piece of Tupperware in the van in Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> and he was like, dang it. And That's he just so- drove up. Oh. Yeah, like, yeah, just Daniel just sees him and he's just like, oh. But the best thing is where they do the frame within a frame where he's in the restaurant and the guys at the Cobra yes. Kai come outside and they're like so high-fiving and they're like, yeah, let's get out of here. And then I think it's Tommy. Tommy starts walking. He's putting his yeah. coat on and he sees Daniel <laughs> in the restaurant. And he's like, oh, what the fuck? And he just runs off. And Daniel and his mother are just oblivious. He comes back with the other Cobra Kai guys and they're all just like, oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah, there's that piece of shit. Like, it's so good. And then – they run away and the second they're out of frame like daniel looks up and they're gone like it's it was so good it's a beautiful little scene within a scene yeah where you you want to pay attention to what daniel and his mom are saying yeah but you kind of can't because central to the action in the dead center of the frame is all the Cobra oh, yeah. Kai guys way in the background. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so well done. I mean, they're just, they're just kind of being a little immature at first. And then they're just like, all right, see you later, guys. And they all go one way except for Tommy. <laughs> Tommy starts walking and he just stops dead right in the center of the frame. And he sees Daniel. And he's just like, oh, shit. And you see him. Oh, oh. And then he turns and he runs. Oh, I thought it was great. Oh, that's great. And then, yeah, tremendous. You kind of get a, a bit of a feel there that his mom, you know, his mom is, again, I, I hesitate to use the word selfish, but she's a little selfish in at least her feelings. 
because, I mean, obviously she's taking care of Daniel. There's nobody else to do that. So she's taking a job that's going to, you know, support them. But yep. she's really caught up in herself and not necessarily caught up. And, and again, she's the breadwinner. She's got to do what she's got to do. But she is a little bit yep. more caught up in her own feelings and really not in Daniel and how Daniel's doing. She's just like, this is going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be great for her. But he's having a very hard time adjusting. He is. And and that's also the 80s, man. Like, yeah, parents did parent things and kid did kid things. Like when I was Daniel's age, I was on my own almost all the time. My parents didn't know where the hell I was. Like, I was off on my bike all over a sack full. And yeah. I could have been wherever the hell. There was no cell phones. We didn't have shit. Like, when you were gone, you were gone. Yeah, you were just, you were gone. Like, you know, be back when's supper? Six? Okay, I'll be back at six if I can. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to make it back by six. On my six. bike. Uh, yeah, I got a 30-kilometer bike ride. I'll, I'll try to make it by six. <laughs> right? That's why you can bounce a quarter off my ass to this <laughs> <Yeah>. day <laughs> because of the hills and sackful in my one-speed bike. <laughs> yeah, because we were smart. You know? Hey, let's all get BMXs. They got one speed. Yeah, that was <laughs> dumbasses. But then... Although my legs, still good. There you go. <laughs> so now we're into section two of the movie here. So Johnny and the boys here send Daniel off a fairly steep hill on his bike here. Yeah. And Daniel, for obvious reasons, gets pissed and wants to go back to Jersey. This is where Miyagi fixes Daniel's bike and gives him a bonsai tree lesson. We get the Halloween dance scene here. Daniel kind of instigates with Johnny and the boys here. But they beat his ass until Miyagi intervenes and then... Daniel and Miyagi end up going to Cobra Kai, and this is where the All-Valley Championship Challenge is made. So many good moments here. So this is a really good section, because the, the Cobra Kai guys, we get a you know Daniel driving home on his bike after his conversation with his mom at the restaurant there, and it, time has passed, obviously, it's now getting dark, but the boys on their bikes, motorbikes, come up and just force Daniel down this steep-ass cliff, and not cliff, like it's a, it's a hill, but he tumbles off and takes a bad fall down this hill, and he gets obviously pissed because he's getting pretty severely bullied by these jackasses yeah. now. And his mom comes in after her shift at the restaurant and sees Daniel chucking his bike in the in the dumpster, and he's pissed and he wants to go home. And it's a it's a good scene, man. Like like you mentioned in the prior scene, she's thinking about herself and breadwinning, and I got to go to work, and I got to earn, and I got to pay rent, and blah blah blah. And she's not really seeing what's happening with Daniel and Daniel's having a fucking hard time being a person that now makes like really low budget television programs that whole scene the camera work on that scene I was really really impressed with it because you know he's over at the dumpster the camera pans over it's Daniel and his mom having a conversation you know the camera pans over he starts hitting the door the wall outside of Miyagi's door he's like I hate this place I hate it and then he yep. takes off and then, you know, the camera pans back over to those green doors and the door slowly opens and Miyagi comes out. So you're like, OK, yeah, Miyagi yeah. heard that conversation. And that's kind of the first moment where you see, well, maybe the second moment where you see Miyagi kind of letting his guard down because yeah. he's very guarded. He's incredibly guarded. And, you know, throughout the film, he's letting his guard down more and more. And that was just, you know, again, some foreshadowing to that. Yeah, it's a it's a good scene. And and. Machio does a really good job. Like he has a really good job of making you feel like fuck. Like this kid just wants to go home. Yeah. And he's getting his ass kicked on the daily. Even and it sucks. Like it fucking Even sucks. when he's throwing his his bike in the dumpster, he's like, I hate this bike, I hate this bike, and he doesn't know anybody's there. And his mom's like, Daniel, yeah. and he's like, <laughs> and he just starts he starts making a beeline <laughs> for the for the apartment building. He's like, Mama, leave me alone. 
Yeah, it's awesome. And then he re- it's revealed Miyagi fixes his bike and he goes to visit Miyagi and starts bonsaiing trees. Bonsaiing trees. Yeah. So Miyagi heard the whole, like you said, the whole conversation there. The next day at school here, Allie wants Daniel to come to the arcade, but Daniel sees the Cobra Kai guys and Daniel's like, oh, I forgot something. I got to go back. And Allie's like, hey, come on, you got to deal with this sometime talking about the Cobra Kai mm. guys. And in my head, I'm like, yeah, but they're not going to kick the shit out of you. Yeah, exactly. They're going to kick the shit out of him. Like, I'd avoid that shit, yeah. too. There's five of them. Like, I'm not going to fight five guys every eight minutes, <laughs> you know. Every time the bell rings. That's the one girl thing that I was like, come the fuck on. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I got to walk from the second floor to the third floor. I'll be fighting five guys again. Yeah. And I need my legs. <laughs> so yeah, Miyagi fixes Daniel's bike. It's all awesome when he gets home and he goes down to thank him. And this is where you get the little bonsai tree lesson, which is a really good scene. Is it? Because he's just fixing it. He's all quiet, you know, yeah. doing his thing. And you get that, you know, the visualization of the, you know, think only about the tree. Just the tree. It's a whole thing, the whole world. Nothing but that. Yeah. Focus and on it's, that. And it's also, the, you know, like the visualization of, you know, envision what you want it to be and then become it, which is also what Daniel does. Yes. You know, so the allegory for, you know, his personality and his spirit, you know, close your eyes and visualize what you want it to become and then you make it become that thing. There's, it's, yeah. it's a beautiful movie for your spirit it's such it's such a good film it's yeah it's one of those movies where every time miyagi is teaching martial arts or talking about martial arts you can tell that the writer really got it yeah do you know what i mean like there's a real grasp of the essence of what's important there yeah it really gets it across nicely through the vessel of miyagi as the instructor yeah it's 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 like miyagi is like the personification of all martial arts in some ways you know and and yeah and he's actually you know just got so much he's he's got so much knowledge and he's just slowly he's slowly passing things on to daniel he's not overwhelming him he's just giving him little bits at a time yeah so the yeah the the mom here ma daniel's ma sees him at the bonsai lesson and has to you know get him to come up to bed and uh miyagi here is again like you said kind of letting his guard down he gives daniel the bonsai tree that he's working on he gives Daniel's mother the bonsai tree mm. that she likes. Just kind of, you know, very giving of himself and of the things that he enjoys because they like it. Yeah. Uh, so really cool. So now we get Daniel kind of avoiding Allie for a little bit here because he keeps getting his ass kicked every time he goes near her. So <laughs> it's kind of Pavlovian yeah. her operant conditioning here of <laughs> touch the lever, get shocked, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Go near Ellie. I get my ass kicked by five guys, so I'm going to not do that anymore. So <laughs> we get uh, the, the Halloween dance here. Uh, Daniel doesn't want to go, so he's talking to Miyagi about it. And while they're talking about the dance, you can see in the background, hanging on the yeah, wall, the, the hoop, hoop in the shower curtain that Miyagi makes the the shower curtain costume out of, which was kind of cool. They end up making the the shower curtain costume to go to the dance in, which was pretty awesome because, you know, he doesn't want to be seen. So great, perfect costume for it. As a kid, I thought this was the coolest goddamn costume ever. I was like, man, that oh, is me so too. That is so cool. Goddamn perfect. It's a costume kind of without a costume because you can dress the way you want to inside. Yeah. And then Allie knows right away that it's Daniel and they have a little dance. And then Daniel goes into the bathroom and this is where all the Cobra Kai guys are dressed like skeletons in that classic. Yeah classic scene right all the skeleton costumes and johnny's in the bathroom rolling a joint in the stall and this one's on daniel 
Because he probably could have got out of this dance and went and had fun with Allie. Yeah. But. Well, I mean, Allie says something, yeah, like what goes around comes around. And he's just like, yeah, I'd yep. love to be there when that happens. Yeah, I'd love to be there too. And it's like, yeah, this is definitely on Daniel. But, I mean, he made a choice and, you know, hey, I'm going to mess with yeah. him. And he puts the puts the hose up over into the stall and ends up soaking Johnny, <laughs> running out. And he runs out. Oh, it's coming around yeah. <laughs> as he runs out past Allie again. And all the Cobra Kai guys chase him out, and his costume falls off, and he causes a four car pileup in the yeah, parking lot. I forgot about the car accident that he caused. Also, <laughs> he had four cars wreck in the parking lot because of him, and he ran over them like he's. Well, I guess not that. If I'm being chased by five guys that want to kick my ass who know karate, I'm leaving too. Really great transition of tone mm-hmm. of the dance and alley. They're in the shower together. They got a little bit of privacy, right? When you were a little kid, you were like, ooh, look, they're in the shower and nobody can see them if they kiss, you know? And they have that real, they have <laughs> that real teenage moment. And then, uh, yep. man, it amps it amps it up. Uh, there's 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 a lot of uh, mist and fog effects that they put in practically, like that just yes. adds a lot to it. The fact that they're all dressed the same, the fact that they're all dressed as skeletons. Obviously, they have Johnny's hood pulled down, so you can see who's who, and yep. you can see that the, again. The one Cobra Kai that seems to have his head on straight is Bobby. He kind of questions it, and he's he's like, "Oh, oh, oh where are you going, How about a front kick, Johnny?" Stop it, Johnny. Stop it. Like, well, they're legitimately, Johnny's kicking the fuck out of yeah. him. Like, he's hurting like legitimately hurt, like not beating him up like teenagers beat each other up yeah. he was hurting yeah. him you know he was kicking him in the face and smashing him in the guts and they're literally holding yeah. him up so they can hit him more yeah dutch is holding dutch is holding his head like he's not just holding him up he's holding his yeah. head like a baby like they're like, yeah so they can hit yeah, him more they're really hurting daniel here so and uh and like you said Bobby, Bobby is the the moral compass of the group here that just gets shut yeah, down. Yeah, and Dutch and Dutch and Tommy are just like amping it up, like yeah, come on, and you yep. can really see yep. kick his ass, seagrass, let's go, <laughs> sea bass. You can really see the <laughs> the that. Sea, did I say seagrass? <laughs> seagrass known for its fighting <laughs> ability, uh, but you can really see that that whole no mercy Cobra Kai like has is just like totally instilled in these two and and johnny yes and then miyagi comes out and it's it's a decent little exchange there you know you get a stuntman in for pat morita stuntman fumio demora i mean he's he's old school karate yeah, legit karate guy got in there did some stuff some decent moves in there you know some of the stuff yeah, little trips little stomps little of this a little of that again this is like a 10 out of 10 movie the martial arts in this film is, is not 10 out of 10 but it's, no i mean it works but it, very much like uh, another movie we talked about, which is this is a movie about martial arts, not necessarily with martial yes. arts. And the idea of it is more important than the actual fighting that's happening. Yeah. And that's borne out because of, of the, you know, it's it's a classic movie. It's held the test of, of 35 years because of that. Like you said, the fighting's not stellar for the most part, but who cares? 
Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it does. That doesn't matter. It's not the main thing. It's it's not the main thing, and that's uh, you know again like it's like okay, clearly Mr. Miyagi knows martial arts, you know, and all of a sudden the audience is like, whoa, this guy, you know, knows karate, rescues him, takes Daniel back, gives him some tea, nurses up his wounds, and you know, then we get yeah. you know the first kind of conversation about martial arts with Daniel and Miyagi. Yeah. Yeah, good line here where he says, where'd Spider-Man go? Yeah. <laughs> it's like Spider-Man. Yeah, was... Miyagi just kind of smiles yeah. <laughs> like Spider-Man. He's yeah. like, that was you? <laughs> Credit to both of the actors here in this scene yes. where Miyagi and, and uh, I was going to say Miyagi and Machio. That's how much that's how much Pat Morita is Miyagi to me. <laughs> I know, right? He is Miyagi. <laughs> where they're having the conversation and... Oh, like Miyagi said, there's no bad students, only bad teacher. And Daniel's yes. like, oh, maybe I'll just walk down to the school and talk with the teacher. And Miyagi's like, yeah, that's actually a pretty good idea. And uh, yeah, Daniel's like, will you come with me? And Miyagi's like, no, it's best that I don't get involved, which is yes. essentially how Miyagi has been living his entire, well, not his entire life, the later part of his life, not getting yeah. involved and being very isolated, which we'll talk about later. And then he says, you know, Daniel's like, well, thanks for nothing. You know, peace, old man. Yep. And Miyagi's like, okay, I will go with you. So you can see that Miyagi doesn't want to get involved. His first instinct is, yeah, go talk to the teacher and we're good, right? I'll just be here. Like he doesn't want to get involved other than I want to fix your pipe. I want to fix your bike. You can do the bonsai thing, but I'm kind of out. Like do your thing. But as soon as Machio... Or Daniel in this, you know, Daniel is like, well, fucking, what do you, what do you, what good are you then? Like, thanks for nothing. And he leaves or he goes to leave and Miyagi realizes like, okay, this is going to be a problem because Daniel's going to continue to get his ass kicked here mm. unless I help. And he can't let that happen because of what he saw earlier with the whole mom and, and Daniel thing. Like he knows that's going to continue. So and it and it was five guys. <laughs> yeah, he does have. And it's five yeah, guys. He, yeah, he has that. He has that paternal inst instinct, which we later learn why. And yeah. and then he actually opens up. He opens himself up and really becomes who he is as a person. You know, Miyagi. Yeah, and then we get the confrontation here where Daniel. And Miyagi go to the Cobra Kai dojo. This was great. It's a good scene. Kreese is really over the top here. This is our second scene, at least hearing Kreese. This is the first, I guess, kind of introduction of Kreese as a character. Where they go in and Kreese is teaching the class. And they get everybody to line up. The The, the martial arts coordinator and, and fight choreographer here is uh, Pat Johnson. Uh, at the end, at the, at the All-Valley Tournament when we get there. He's the, the ref, ref yeah. at the final match. And he did all the, the training for all the people there because very few, if, if any of these people, had any martial arts background at all. Like William Zabka, uh, Johnny Lawrence, he was a, a pretty decent wrestler, mm. but he had no martial arts training other than wrestling. Yeah, he's the best looking one in the, in, the, in the group for sure. He is, with the exception of the guy he fights in the court in the semifinals, which we'll, we'll get to yeah. later. But um, he, you can tell he knows how to move. He picked it up really well. He's got some good moves. But Johnson, Pat Johnson, trained sort of three different cohorts and did them separately for the movie. He did Morita and Daniel together and trained them. And then he trained the Cobra Kai five guys together and trained them very sort of military, hard school push-ups, got in their face, yelled at them and all that mm. shit. And then he kept Kreese separate and trained and, and trained Martin Cove 
separately by himself privately. And then the first time that, that Zabka and the Cobra Kai guys basically met Martin Cove was when he came in as crease in this scene with his black belt on and Zabka, I remember in an interview said like, we didn't know if, if he was, we knew he was an actor, but we didn't know if he's a real black belt or if he was an actor or whatever. Like we just knew like this bad motherfuckers came in and started yelling at us. So we were like right in it. That's cool. So was, I didn't know that. Yeah. It was neat to neat to hear that, that they broke them up and kind of kept them separate like that to keep that tension there. I think that, yeah, I, I think that, the dynamics that they have in in this particular scene really play off well because Martin Cove is so cocksure. Miyagi is completely stoic and doesn't fucking blink once. And Daniel yeah. is scared shitless. Like Daniel's Daniel's acting is exceptional because his he's blinking a lot. His eyes are moving around a lot. His eyes are going back and forth. He's constantly switching his look between crease and Miyagi. He's looking around the room like he's really unsure of himself. Yeah. It's a really good scene yeah. like where they're all communicating. It's really good. And Miyagi, like you said, cold, stares right in through Kreese's soul, doesn't move. He's awesome. You know, you, the, the confidence that he has is evident. In the character. And you have, yeah, this is where they, they get into the, the conversation because <laughs> Kreese is walking down the line talking about, no mercy, no this, no that, you know, and then he's, is there a problem, Mr. Lawrence? Because yeah. <laughs> Lawrence is looking off at Miyagi and Daniel. He's like, there's the guys over there. That's the guys right yeah. there. To go look at them. And you, you can kind of tell in that scene, too, that normally with Kreese seeing a student not paying attention, that would have been you know, a hundred knuckle push-ups and a kick to the dick. But when, when Johnny says, Hey, that's the, you know, that's the guy. Chris just kind of turns around and like, Oh, we have visitors falling behind me. Come on over and takes it as a, as a comrade kind of. Mm. So they go over and sort of confront, confront Miyagi and, and says that, oh, I heard you jumped a couple of my students the other night. I hear you jumped some of my students last night. Afraid the facts mixed up. You calling Mr. Lawrence a liar? No call no one, nothing. What are you here for, old man? Come ask, leave boy alone. What's the matter? The boy can't take care of his own problems? One to one problem, yes. Five to one problem. Too much ask anyone. Is that what's bothering you? The odds? Well, we can fix that. You like matching, Mr. Lawrence? Yes, Sensei! Uh, no more fighting. This is a karate dojo, not a knitting class. You don't come in my dojo and drop a challenge and leave, old man. Now, you get your boy in the matter, you and I will have a major problem. Too much advantage. Your dojo. Name a place. Tournament. And the, the sort of classic All-Valley Championship posters on the wall behind them. So Miyagi says, well, we'll just go to the, uh, we'll do it at the tournament in two months. Which, that's the only, I shouldn't say the only, just in case I think of something else. But that's the one thing that stood out to me as being like, okay, little unrealistic. Because Daniel's basically going from zero and he's fighting these guys that are, you know, in the movie, legitimate black belts. Yeah. And you're not going to go in two months from knowing nothing to beating a black belt. You're just not. No. But, you know, for the movie time frame, I'll, I'll completely overlook that because it, it works yeah, for the movie. You you have to. And I mean, they did. Uh, honestly, maybe they, they, they did preface it a little bit where Daniel had his karate book and he took a 
few weeks at the Y, he said. You know, so they, they try, yeah, that's true too. They try to do it, but I mean, it's a big pill to swallow, like for sure. But it's also, eh, it's just one of those things you just go, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll let it <laughs> <Yeah>. go. <laughs> but even when they finish that scene, though, Miyagi's staring directly at Crease, and he just pushes Daniel behind him, and then he backs, yes. he backs out of the dojo with his eyes locked on Crease until touch. he gets to the door. Yeah, it's really, really yeah. good. Like really good. Great touch. And Crease is a dick. Crease is a dick. Like Crease is legitimately a dick when he says, "Ask one more small request. Make it fast. Ask leave boy alone to train. You're a pushy little bastard, ain't you? But I like that. I like that." And Chris goes, you're a pushy little bastard, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> and he does that <laughs> scene chewing, but I like it. And he holds, yeah, he's just. He overacts here and it's it's great. Like this is one of those times where he's over the top. He's too much, but I, I love it. It's so good. Yeah. You know, it again, like we mentioned the other week, it adds to my enjoyment of the movie, like Seagal's What's well, the thing, and like when we get when we get to Karate Kid three, that's where it takes away from my enjoyment. Like yes. the over the top yes. acting, and I know a lot of people love that. It's just not not for me. But uh yeah, it's yep. a good good introduction to it. It gives again early in the movie well, relatively early in the movie set up the stakes daniel's now got to train karate he's got a two-month pass where he's not going to get beat up by the cobra kai mr miyagi yep. is now going to train daniel uh which is a very big thing for miyagi because he's actually said he's never trained anyone before yeah and this is where we we break into section three here where daniel's training begins daniel and ali go on a date here to the golf and stuff with the, with his mom driving <laughs> and more training training obviously continues through this whole section here daniel we get the daniel and miyagi trying to catch flies with the chopstick scene here daniel in this scene this section is where he sort of eventually gets frustrated with miyagi's quote unquote training methods but at the end of this section this is where miyagi proves to him that what he has been doing works so like you said, they, they have a two-month window here where Daniel, as they're walking out to the car, Daniel goes, I can't believe what you just got me into. And Miyagi goes, I just saved you two months beatings. <laughs> two months <laughs> of beatings. <Yeah. laughs> it's a great line. Yeah. I, just, I bought you two months of not ass-kicking. Like, <laughs> it's great. But he, he really, again, to bring it into that ide- the ideology of the martial arts, when when. They're talking about it, and Daniel's like, oh, well, you know, what if I get my ass kicked? What if I lose? And Miyagi know, says, yeah. you know, win, lose, no matter. You make a good fight, you earn respect. Then nobody bothers you. Which is... Like, it doesn't matter if which you Which is so true. Like, which is so true. Like, I, on my rewatch uh, on this, like, that was one of the things that really stood out for me. He's like, going, win or lose, it, yeah. do- it doesn't matter. You stand up for yourself, and you make a good fight. And I mean... Back yeah. in the 80s, you know, I had some guys picking on me and, you know, the vice principal, the vice principal, who to this day denies it because I was talking to his son. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. And he was like, oh, you have to fight them. And I was like, I can't. I, I'll, I'll lose. And he. Sorry, what? And he goes, <laughs> he goes, he, the fucking vice principal. He was like, oh, yeah, you'll lose. But they'll respect you. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. uh, thanks. Like, I'm 13 years old, right? And, I mean, I had I yep. had the Daniel LaRusso uh, 
complex too because when i was 13 i looked like seven right <laughs> you know, like that yeah that was, my, <laughs> that was my problem like hey how old are you kids six seven no i'm, I'm a teenager man like that's yeah. that's my sad life but i mean that's the that's the thing yeah. like that's my car <laughs> over there yeah that's i drove here um, <laughs> that's, that's the thing like you know like you stand up and make a good fight and you'll get respect and the and the and the bullying will stop well, it's the Cool Hand Luke, right? If if you remember Cool yeah, Hand Luke, where he ends up fighting, oh god, what was that guy's name? The big guy, I forget his name in, yeah. the, in the movie. It's like Sidewinder or yeah. something like that. I can't remember, but he, the big guy, beats the shit out of Luke and knocks him down. Luke gets up and he punches him in the face again, knocks him down, and Luke just keeps getting up and everybody in the yard in the prison yard is saying like, dude, stay down. What are you doing? He just keeps getting up. He will not stay down. And eventually the big guy's like, I'm, I, I'm not going to do this anymore. Like yeah. <laughs> you're just going to keep getting up till you're going to make me kill you. And I'm not going to do that because I'll spend more time in jail. Like, and that big guy ends up becoming his sidekick, Luke's sidekick in the movie, just because of how goddamn tough Luke was. Yeah. So yeah, it's the respect thing is a big deal. And then we get the training beginning here. And the the great, I really like this scene, and I remembered it, but it's, when in watching it again, it was really great, where he sort of, Miyagi kneels down with Daniel, and he says, Daniel-san must talk. Walk on the road. Hmm? Walk right side, safe. Walk left side, safe. Walk middle, sooner or later, get the squish, just like grip. Here, karate, same thing. Either you karate do yes, or karate do no. You karate do guess so. Just like grip. Understand? Mm, squash like grape. Just like yeah. grape. And if that's the way it is here, either you do karate or you don't do karate. If you're in the middle, like, ah, I don't know if I'm going to, yeah. then just like yeah. rape, like you fucking inner, you're yeah, out. Exactly. I, yeah, exactly. Do it or don't. It was really, yeah, really good. Like you, and he's like, I'm going to, it's my job to teach. It's your job to learn and not to question. Yeah. And yeah, it was very, uh, yeah, really nice, really nice analogy for his training. Like, you know, like commit to this a hundred percent or don't. Yeah. Then Daniel has to wax 15 cars and the, the iconic wax on wax off scene of, you know, circle, breathe. And Daniel's like, I got to wax your cars. Like, it, what are you doing? What are you talking yeah. about? And he shows him how to wax the cars and then lets him go. And says, okay, go do it. Keep doing it. Do it a thousand million times until these cars are And good. honestly, even even though Pat Morita is not a martial artist, when he is, like, making the circles, and even, like, for the, for the waxing or the sanding or the painting, mm-hmm. he's so purposeful. And so it's good. Like, he is good. Like you believe, you believe that he's really teaching uh, Okinawan martial arts, whether it's you know like uh, yeah. Wauke block or the uh, wrist blocks. Like he he does it. Yep. He does it well. Like he he it it looks like a teacher. Like you know I this this movie is the closest to my martial arts because I mean this is Gojiru and I studied Weichiru and yep. you know it's all circle block wrist block. So when when I yep. see Pat Morita teaching, he he did a really good job at you know like selling the concentration and all of the different components uh, to teaching Daniel, and I thought it was I thought it was very well done. Yeah, and like growing up doing karate, you know, we both knew those small little you know Japanese Okinawan guys yes. who would come over for seminars or whatever, 
And you believe when Miyagi is doing this, like you believe that, you know, if he blocked your kick, that shit would hurt because his forearms are like a goddamn piece of steel because he's done it a billion times. You know what I mean? And he's hit shit over and over and over and over again till that conditioning is there. Like, I remember you having bruises and shit all over your arms and legs from conditioning. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Growing up back in the day. Like, I remember that shit. That's why the goddamn two months is so funny because, you know, like, my first yeah. my first year in karate was just conditioning. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was just bruises. You can't even, you can't even fight. Yeah, kid, we're just going to kick your, we're just going to kick your shins and forearms for, and, and your abdomen for, for a year. Yeah. Yeah. Then you'll get your first belt. <laughs> and then uh, Daniel goes back here to school. He sees the Kai, the Cobra Kai guys with Ali, and he kind of keeps walking there, and he get the one of, I think it's Tommy goes, hey, what's it, take a worm for a walk, yeah, Meek? Yeah. What is it, take <laughs> a worm like, for a the walk? The fuck kind of insult yeah. is that? Like, you suck. <laughs> it's, Tommy. It's hilarious. So they go out on a date here. Daniel, pick, Daniel picks up Ali. Daniel's mom picks up Ali with Daniel. I was so embarrassed her for Daniel. Giant here. house. Yeah, they're the oh. giant house. Daniel, like, you know, Jesus kicks Christ, the brick yeah. off. They're obviously very rich. <laughs> Daniel is not. He kicks their brick. And then then they got to jumpstart the car, like, right in front of her parents. Well, and, like, they're like, yeah, it's, she rolls down the window from down in the street. Hi! Yeah, hi! Like, oh, I was just Jesus like, that's, Christ, that's, just... that's my mother. That's my mother down there. Yeah, know, the right? <laughs> what a nice house you have. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah. Ready to go, guys? Like, oh, for Christ's sake. And then they got to jump yeah. the car. Like, and then look at- she just waves, good night. <laughs> oh, it happens all the time. <laughs> just like. Yeah. <laughs> and Daniel. Like, I love her so much because she doesn't care. Like. Yeah, she's the, she like legitimately does not care at all. And Daniel oh. cares a great deal. And the more she's talking, the worse <laughs> she's making it. <laughs> Yeah, she she knows exactly who she is and doesn't give a shit about impressing yeah. these richy rich yeah, folks. Exactly. And you know, which comes with maturity, but Daniel isn't there yet obviously for you know, he's high school for Christ's sake. Like so he's going to be embarrassed, but yeah, they have a nice little nice little date, nice little montage and then, you know, Daniel's goes I got to say Sorry, go ahead. Golf and stuff looks really fun. Yeah, golf and stuff looks really fun. I'd love to go to golf and stuff. Golf and stuff looks really fun. Yeah. I don't know why why Allie is doing the little back hug teaching Daniel how to mini putt. Like, yeah, I don't know. What, what the fuck was that? Like, it's like the guy teaching the girl how to play pool where you lean yeah, over yeah. her. Like, what is she doing that to him for? Like, it's, it's fucking mini golf. Like, <laughs> it's, it's mini golf. You're not doing anything exceptionally difficult. But yeah, it's, it's cute. They have a nice time. And then, uh, you know, at the end of that scene, it's 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 very clear that Daniel needs a car because all of these rich people in cars are like, hey, Ali, you want to go potty in my car? And it's just like, it was like yeah. the Simpsons yo-yo episode. <laughs> it's just like, did the pilgrims have yo-yos? No. <laughs> Stop talking about yo-yos. Like everybody. He's got a car and they're <laughs> off for an alley. And Daniel's kind of a dick to her about it. But, you know. It's, he is. You know, it's not. And I mean, I'd be, I'd be pissed. I mean, look, when Eddie rolls up in his Corvette. Yeah. And is like, hey, Ellie, you want to come on? I mean, which is a dick move because she's there with him, obviously. Yeah. Like, Daniel. With Daniel. Daniel should have taken issue with Eddie. Right? Like, what am I, a fucking hologram? Get out of here. Like, <laughs> Yeah, just just don't break eye contact with Eddie and just kick one of the headlights of the Corvette while you're looking right, right at him. <laughs> you get something wrong with your headlight. And then all the, the Cobra Kai guys come yeah. up and want Allie to go with them. 
and she kind of blows them off. But then they start fucking with Daniel's yeah, mom. Hey, Mrs. LaRusso, nice car. <laughs> like, nice car. <laughs> like, that would piss me off. Oh, yeah. And start messing with my mom. Yeah. But Daniel, like you said, is, you know, turns that energy into being a dick to Allie. Yeah. Which. Not cool, Daniel. Not cool, man. Not cool, Daniel. Yeah, way to, way to go. And then we go back to the training again with Miyagi and we get the sand the floor scene. Yeah, we got, well, we basically kind of roll all, they roll them all together. He gets the sand the floor for his, you know, Waoke, his circle blocks. And then he's got the uh, paint the fence and paint the house for the classic Okinawan wrist blocks side to side of the up and down yeah. and miyagi's deck is awesome as a as a former deck builder for a yeah. little bit miyagi's got a great deck great backyard good landscaping on miyagi's <laughs> backyard there and uh, he says come back tomorrow at 6 a.m and daniel is pretty pissed but he shows up and this is in the excuse me in the morning we get the uh, miyagi and daniel miyagi in first trying to catch the flies with the chopsticks yeah. here and uh you get that great you know man who can catch fly with chopstick can do anything yeah and uh, Daniel goes, oh, can I try? And Miyagi's like, Pfft. he gets that little, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah go ahead, be my guest, jerk off, <laughs> yeah. go ahead. Like, that look on his face, like, Pfft. yeah. But then fucking Daniel does it, <laughs> catches the fly, and Miyagi is pissed. Yeah. Daniel pissed. <laughs> Marita's look here on his face is awesome. Uh, you begin yeah. to luck. Like, so <laughs> he's good. so mad. So good. <laughs> so, yeah, we get, the, like you said, we get the fence here. Where he's got to paint the fence or stain the fence or whatever, and just that that you know, come home and paint the house, and you know the 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 repetition, the idea that it's just mindless reps, man. Get your body to know what to do, and just don't think about it. Just fucking that's, do it. That's like, the thing. Like that's what that, that's what I thought was so cool because it's just that muscle memory. Because I remember, like, yeah, you know, the the wrist blocks and the circle blocks, like in 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 Weichiru, you learn that immediately. And guess what? Uh, when you are like a fifth degree black belt, your first warm ups are circle blocks and wrist blocks. <laughs> like they're they're yeah. that entwined into it. Like it's just repetitive, repetitive muscle memory, repetitive. And um, yeah, you know, and it, it's kind of a cool, uh, it's kind of a cool way to show him doing that same motion over and over again. I mean, he learns karate in four fucking days by painting a house, but you know, like again, it's yeah. one of those things that you just kind of have to, you know, say, oh, well, it's a ninety-minute movie. What do you expect, idiot? Exactly, it's time compression yeah, for movies. Exactly. Right? So it, it it's it's good. Oh yeah, the idea is there of, and actually, Kenny Florian mentioned this in one of his in one of his uh, things. Where the the idea behind things like jujitsu and wrestling and and things like that is, you know, the phrase is drillers are killers. Yeah, you do it, you do it, you do it, you do it. You get your ten thousand reps in so that you don't think about it when the opportunity's there. You do it. You just go. Yeah, it, and your body knows what to yes. do. So, and that comes through very strongly in this. Even though, even though Daniel doesn't get it yet, he's just getting progressively more pissed when he arrives in the morning and there's just a note on the door of like, paint my house, bitch, you know, and do it this way. You know? But <laughs> Daniel's like, when they paint your house yeah. now? Like, <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> Rusty, tell Mr. Miyagi, hey, your mother. <laughs> Rusty from <laughs> for justice. <laughs> um, but, That'd be amazing. <laughs> Check out our out for justice episode last week for that reference. The moment where Daniel has his little confrontation with Miyagi, and he's like, 
show me like Miyagi is Miyagi. Yeah. Marita is so good here because his eyes yeah. are just locked on Daniel, and Daniel's so good being like the I'm starting to process what this is. Like he's starting to realize yeah. it, and he's like going, "Now show me." How did you do that? Shut up! And he's just looking at him with so much concentration. And then all of a sudden, he's just like, yeah! And he starts keying and he starts throwing these, like, seeking punches straight down the pipe. And Daniel, like, is yep. realizing that he's blocking them with these Okinawan blocks that he's been training with. And it's just, it's just yeah. really cool. It's really cool. Marita kills this scene. Yeah, they. I think they both do, man. Because, like, when, like you said... Daniel's pissed and Miyagi had gone fishing all day and I would have liked to come with you and oh no, you're, you're training and I training. I'm being your goddamn slave is what <laughs> yeah, I'm being. Yeah. And then that change in Miyagi of like, come here. Yeah. And when he stands in front of him and that change in Miyagi of jovial, no, I went off fishing in your training to stand right fucking there. Yeah. Do what I tell you. And the change in Daniel from, Hey man, fuck you. I'm just, you know, you're, you're using me to, Oh shit. Yeah. Like he's not fucking around now. Like that change is very palpable in this scene. Yes. And you know, when he says, show me sand the floor and Daniel goes to get down and he goes, Hey, yeah. Stand up. And he gets him to show him and gets him to do it right. And corrects the little bit of the form. Yeah. And then show me this, show me that. Ah, no, do it this way. Like, and he's showing him. And then, like you said, when he just starts to fucking <laughs> light him up. Yeah. And, and Daniel's like, holy shit! Like, yeah. And it's, his yeah. body's just doing it. And when even even when he's like do, making those little minor corrections to his technique for like the circle blocks, and he's like putting his forearm up, and he's like he's 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 gently like slapping their forearms together as to making yeah, it hit, making it yeah. hit. Like this is this is the point where you want to make contact. Like make you know, like it's yeah, it's it's great, it's great, and I think that that's. I don't know. I just I think it's universal. Like people, martial artists and non-martial artists, kind of can grasp that concept. You know what I mean? Like they they grasp yes. the concept that you know he's doing these repetitive movements and he's actually learning muscle memory and martial arts from this. Yeah, and he wants to uh, when he says show me, and Daniel's like my shoulder's really sore. Yeah. And he does the hand rub thing yeah. first. You know, you get the introduction of the little slappy hand rub thing to fix the shoulder, yeah. and he fixes it. And Daniel's like, "How'd you do that?" And he's like, Dada! "Show me." And I one little it's a little little detail, but I, I really like it is when Miyagi's making Daniel do the blocks when he's punching at him, Morita is punching at Daniel's face. Yes. Like he he's making Daniel block or he's gonna punch. Yes. Like I hate it when dudes Oh yeah, in punch class and yeah. they block and they're punching like five inches off to the left yeah. of your face, so they're you don't yeah. have to. I don't need to block those ones. Yeah. Yeah, it's, if it's not going to hit me, I'm not yeah, going to block don't it. Help me. He's punching directly at Daniel's yeah. face, and Daniel has to block it. Which I, it's a little thing, but I I noticed it and I really dig yeah. it. So Daniel now knows what's up. We break into sort of section four here of the movie. They go to the beach. Daniel and Miyagi go to the beach to learn balance. Uh, we get the introduction of the crane kick here. Uh, we have another date with Ali and Daniel. Uh, they they kind of book their date and more time training and then daniel sees ali and johnny at this fancy dinner and he gets kind of the wrong idea about what's going on and this is the the oscar scene here where miyagi gets drunk on his anniversary and daniel kind of learns the history about miyagi and miyagi ends up giving daniel uh at the end of this section a car for his birthday 
So we get the beach scene here where the first time Miyagi takes Daniel down to the beach and he says, go into water, learn balance, make kick, learn balance. Mm. Great scene. You know, go out there, get your ass kicked and learn how to fucking stand up. Basically, learn how to get thrown around and not fall down. Pretty great. Pretty cool. And the the shot of Daniel kind of coming out of the water and seeing Miyagi over on the posts, mm. warming up and doing the crane yes. kick, kind of awesome. I really I really dug that. Yeah, it looks really cool. Like with the silhouette, it looks and good. It's obviously, it's not Pat Morita, but no, it's Daniel Daniel Vidal. It looks Vidal, which is the name they used for the guy in the finals, uh, semifinals. That's that's who that's who it was. Same guy. Um, and it, and it looks good. And then you have those racist dipshits on the truck. Miyagi. Oh, they suck so much. Fuck those guys. They weren't even like... Like they were just shitty, moronic racists. Like they li- the guy literally says, hey, look, the kid's got a pet nip. <laughs> yeah. Like, holy fuck, dude. And they're resting their beers on his on his truck. Like, what a couple of jackasses. Yeah. Fucking jerk And Miyagi just does a shooto and takes the tops of the bottles off. And I thought it was funny. It was like, uh, Which, Daniel's like... How did you do that? How did you do that? Don't know. Last time. How'd you do that? And he's like, no, no. First time. (laughs) First time I did that shit. (laughs) And that was actually, that was also the scene where as they're walking out of the, out of the, off the beach up to meet the racist dipshits, Daniel says, what were you doing on the post over there? And Miyagi says, you know, that's the crane technique. And he said, you know, this is where you get the classic line of, what was that you were doing on those stumps over there? Called crane technique. Does it work? If do right, no can defense. If do right, no can defense. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> awesome line. Yeah. Awesome line. Obviously, that's foreshadowing for a little bit later. And the bottles and, and oh my God, these racist dipshits. When he's, Miyagi says, you know, can you, you know, take the bottles off my car? And the racist shithead goes, kind redo it yourself. Yeah. Like, fuck you in the face. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Yeah. I think they just so, wanted, like, to have the biggest dicks in the world, like, in this movie. Like, yeah. Like, it was yeah. almost like a character. Well, I shouldn't say that almost like a caricature. I'm sure there's people like that. Oh, I'm 100% sure there's people like that. And I think it also tips to the kind of shit that Miyagi and, you know, immigrants in general have to put up with on a regular basis is dipshits like that, talking like that kind well, of shit. Well, now that to you them. mention it, it really kind of goes into Miyagi's story which you know it, it yeah. is racism which we'll get to in a second but yeah it's it's uh yeah oh man you just you just opened up a whole thing for me i know right it just opens up the whole miyagi backstory it really and it, things that, so. that, that, that I, I was gonna say that kind of is like a useless scene but actually that scene is like critical <laughs> that's, that's, that's yeah right it seems like a throwaway yeah, scene you know what but it's, it's not. not there's there's it's, no it's throwaway a, scenes in this Ah, Jesus, Mike, I learned so much every year from this movie. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, we got a beautiful scene of uh, Daniel learning balance, which I honestly, I still find it funny when uh, when, when he goes, when he goes, stand, <laughs> bow, and Daniel stands up and bows to Daniel him. bows. He's like, ah, nah, 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 not bow, bow. <laughs> Dummy, get up there. But when he talks about he talks about balance and Daniel's like, when do I learn to punch? And it's so good because Miyagi's like, hey, when am I gonna learn how to punch? Better learn balance. Balance is key. Balance good. Karate good. Everything good. Balance bad. Better pack up your home. Understand? 
it doesn't if you don't have balance like it doesn't matter like punching doesn't matter you have to learn yeah. balance uh which is so true for the martial arts like you know so true it is you know punching kicking any anything like he's like you know you learn balance and foundation and you know daniel's up there doing you know doing the several blocks that he's been taught and uh, they have a nice little conversation yeah this is a good scene with a couple of really good quotes like you mentioned the balance thing and then they go right into the next part where they're talking about you know fighting growing up and you know i got bullied oh i had to fight too and you know, Daniel says, well, you had to, you know, fight or whatever. And Miyagi said, ah, it's fight- fighting is fighting. Mm. And Daniel said, yeah, but you knew karate. And Miyagi says, ah, but someone always knows more. Again, another great. Which is yeah, a great exactly. line. Like, it's so fucking good. Yeah. Like, somebody's always going to be better. You don't know who that person is until it's over. <laughs> like, that's the, that's the. Yeah, until your your eyes are opening <laughs> yeah. and you're seeing some guy standing yeah. over you. Exactly. But I mean, that's like. <laughs> or you're waking you and up. I, you and I sparred together for years and years and years. And like, we got, we, we you know, we knew each other pretty well. And, you know, we knew how the other yep. guy, you know, moved and stuff like that. And then you went away to Japan and took jujitsu for two years. And then I remember when you came back, you know, I hadn't seen you in two years and you were off studying uh, judo and jujitsu, and then we went over to work out. And I don't know if you remember this or not. We got on the mats. This was a yeah, Dow. This was yeah. a Dow. And uh, yeah, I remember. And that. we went go, and you took me down like <laughs> immediately. And do you, do you remember? Do you remember that? I I remember we we squared off, and I re- I remember only in my head thinking. He's a black belt in karate. I'm not standing with him. He's going to kick the shit out of me. So if I remember right, I just fucking ran at you and inside tripped you. Yeah. It's <laughs> just like, but <laughs> remember I hit the mat and I jumped up and I went, what was that? And, and you told me and and I, I angrily pointed at you and I went, do that again. <laughs> right. And, <laughs> and I wasn't like I wasn't like I dare you to do that again. I was like legitimately wanted you to do it again because I wanted to see it again. Um, but I mean that's that's kind of the that's kind of the thing the 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 constant learning and the constant growth and change and anyway it's just uh, we kind of went off there for a little bit but you know it's it's very cool yeah. But that's the attitude, like that, that that lifelong learner attitude. I watched a thing the other day called uh, Jiu-Jitsu versus the World. And there's a lot of stories of, of sort of uh, very, very well-known Jiu-Jitsu practitioners talking about walking into class the first day and just getting, like everybody, just getting crushed, yeah. right? And there's two kinds of people. There's the people who walk in the first day and they get their ass handed to them by everybody. Mm. Big people, little people, small people, yeah. you know, it doesn't matter. Everybody's going to choke you and break your shit on the first day and for the first several months or even years. And there's the the people that go on the first or second day, go, I'm not doing this. This is stupid. I'm just going to get my ass kicked. And they leave yeah. because their ego can't take getting tapped by a little person or a woman or whatever it is. Yeah. Their ego can't take it. And then there's the other group of people that goes, okay, this shit's badass because this little person and that chick just beat the shit out of me. I need to know this. Yeah. And they stay, right? So there's those two groups of people. And Daniel is obviously the second group of person here where it's kicking his ass, but he needs to know it now. Yeah. He needs to know it and he so, sticks it out, which is really cool. Which is hard to do and, and very few do it. 
But yeah, it's it's friggin' hilarious when Miyagi rocks the boat and he falls off and Miyagi's killing himself yeah, laughing. He's laughing so hard. <laughs> ah, Danielson, yeah. you're wet you behind here. <laughs> yeah, I was laughing so hard Fucking at that. Killing yeah, himself. He, laughing. Every time Miyagi laughs like that, I laugh. So you know, you gotta. Oh, it's awesome. Got to roll with it. Then we go right to the country club, the Fancy McFancersons. They're doing their- Fancy McFancersons pants <laughs> dinner. doing their big yep. dinner. Johnny sees Daniel looking through the window, starts making- Okay, before we move on, can, yeah. we, talk to, can we talk about Johnny's hair for a second? Oh, Johnny's hair is like- do you remember? Do you remember those nineteen seventies Lego people? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, yep. not the little mini ones that they make the movies out of now, but like the full size Lego people back in the day. Yeah, and they had that little press on hair, and that's Johnny's hair. Johnny's Johnny's got <laughs> it's it. It's got the angle on the front. It looks like he has a very thin, very light colored mushroom on top of his head that just kind of flops there. Dude, like, but it doesn't that, move. That, that could be. That that hair could have been carved out of plaster and then just just <laughs> gently rested on William Zabka's head. That's what it, that's what it looks like. It's awesome. Uh, oh yeah, so it, uh, <laughs> they're they're dancing and you know Johnny kind of doesn't want to fight with Ali anymore. So oh, maybe we can call a truce or whatever. And while this is happening, Daniel is sneaking in through the back kitchen area where he blends in because he's wearing all white under his jacket. <laughs> yeah. So he blends in with the kitchen staff. And so Johnny and says, Can I, you know, we got to finish the dance to Allie. As Daniel sneaks through the kitchen, he sees Allie and Johnny. And Johnny sees that Daniel sees him. So he forces a kiss on Allie. And then Daniel goes backwards and crashes in the kitchen and falls down and gets a big plate of spaghetti all over him. So he's covered in red sauce. And this was, so the kitchen doors. You know, the, the, the swinging doors fly open and Daniel's laying there covered in red spaghetti sauce. And the Tired. entire yeah. room of adults yeah. laughs yeah. at him. Nobody tries to help him. They're all like, ah, nope. <laughs> what a fucking loser. You know, like, like there's even waiters amongst those rich assholes. <laughs> yes. There's, like wearing their tuxedos like, ah, look at that. Look at that child. What a douche. Look at that child embarrassed beyond belief. <laughs> wearing. Let's laugh at him so his soul is crushed more. Yeah. It's, it's over the top, but you know, like they, they. They, they they can't get enough. Those rich people can't get enough of the humiliation of Daniel LaRusso. Nope. They love it so much. It reminded me of that scene in The Simpsons where Lisa goes to the wrong school and it's the oh. French school. Do you remember that? <laughs> like, I went to the This wrong isn't Springfield school. Elementary? No, this is West Springfield Elementary. And all the kids <laughs> go, en français. The whole class laughs at her. Dude, like I... I, I I almost pissed my pants when I saw that the first time. Like, that was one of the funniest things I've ever seen was, in my life. That's one of the greatest episodes of all time for that, you know, three-second <laughs> little thing. <laughs> so funny. So, yeah, obviously Daniel's pissed at that, so he bounces and leaves. And here we are. Here we are at the... the, uh, the I, This is the Oscar scene. This is what got Pat Morita the Oscar nomination for this film, is this scene, because... Daniel shows up here and he's covered in spaghetti sauce and the scene is so powerful that you never, it's never even gets addressed that Daniel's covered in fucking spaghetti sauce because Miyagi's drunk and he's singing the song to his, his wife's picture and he's in his dress uniform and, uh, oh man, it's the anniversary of his, obviously of his wife and the, the song that he's singing and I didn't know this, but he's singing a song from the, the camps. Because when Pat Morita, the actor, was very young, he was in one of the camps. Mm. 
in one of the Japanese internment camps. And so he's singing this song from his own youth as an actor, using it as Miyagi's song uh, as he's drinking here. And he pours Daniel a drink and they're talking and Daniel's kind of like, what's going on? How come you're dressed like this? And he, they get the the sort of story about, oh, this is my wife. And they show the picture of his wife pregnant. And he's saying, you know, this is, you know, the first Miyagi born in American soil, almost born. Yeah. And uh, man, and he stands up and he's, he's parading around. I'm going to, I'm fucking choking up talking about this, man. Um, he s- starts singing the song and then you hear him kind of read out that note. Yeah. But it's really hard to make out. Yeah. Because his tone changes from that laughy, jokey kind of tone that he has when he's drunk and he breaks and almost starts to cry when he starts to read that note. Yep. So you can't really understand him. You just hear the kind of we, we regret to inform you part. Yeah. And uh, and then he kind of, he basically goes over to the bed and kind of blacks out. And Daniel goes over and kind of catches his head and lays him down on the bed and makes sure he's okay. And then Daniel gets the note and goes over and sees the newspapers and stuff. And when he reads that note and you see that register on Daniel's face that Miyagi's wife and infant son died in the internment camp because there was no doctors and they didn't really give a fuck at the time. It's fuck, man. It breaks your heart. Well, it it breaks your heart for like numerous reasons. And then you understand why Miyagi's such a bitter, yeah, isolated dude at the beginning of the film, because here he is fighting for the United States in the 442nd. So, I mean, that's a yeah. that's a group that's, you know, known for the actions of bravery, dangerous, dangerous goddamn missions. And while yeah. he's doing this, while he's out fighting for his country and kicking ass with both feet, yeah. his wife is in the internment camp and they didn't even bother to go get a doctor. Right. And and yeah. and he loses his wife and he loses his kid and he loses the lineage of his family karate like yeah. like yeah and he's got no one he's never taught anyone before he's had no one to teach and you know daniel comes into his life and daniel needs a father figure and miyagi needs someone to pass his family lineage on to and this yeah. whole scene just gives you such a greater understanding for uh, Mr. Miyagi, and it gives you a fucking unbelievable appreciation for Pat Morita's acting here. Yeah, his chops are are off the scale because this really grounds the movie. Like when you, he's kind of you know he's the karate instructor, he's the maintenance man, he's the blah blah blah, and this scene just drives a spike into the ground of you know holy shit, look at this guy. Like yeah, and you know he's got the fucking medal of honor in a shoebox. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like he's he's not out there parading it around and and looking for glory. He's just doing his job and like you said, he experienced the worst loss you can you can experience as a person and he just pushed that shit inside and was like, "Okay, fuck everybody then." Yeah. And just pulled into himself and and was like, "Well, the rest of my life's just going to be this then." Yeah, the rest of my life I'm just going to be an angry, bitter maintenance man. And uh, yeah, I'll not learn have, plumbing and electrical and fuck everybody. Yeah, not have like connections with people because he's such a different yeah. character from the beginning of the movie when Daniel first meets him and he's just like, yes, after, after, after. And then, of course, Daniel goes through the box and there's that goddamn 
family crest with the bonsai tree and the sun. Yeah. That was, yeah. Uh, we'll talk about that scene later, but anyway, that, that fucking got me. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, it's just a, a dude, it's it's amazing scene. And like, you know, you can sit there and say, oh, you know, you I, I, I fucking got teary eyed watching a kid's movie about karate. You know, like it, it doesn't sound like something that naturally happens, but like. I'm, I'm a soft little bitch. I was crying like an asshole at, at friggin, at, at, what's that movie called? Tangled? That Rapunzel movie? Oh my God, that movie tore my heart out. I was bawling like a, yeah. like a child at that movie. You so, have feelings. I'm such a soft little pansy. <laughs> you have feelings. <laughs> you and your feelings. No, I, I don't know that movie. <laughs> I don't know that movie. I can, oh, that I can, movie will tear your heart out. I can brush it off because I don't know that. Um, but yeah. yeah, this this is great. And then of course when it ends and Daniel, like with nobody around, bows to great Miyagi, great part, and walks out yeah. in the dark. Like, oh man, like Daniel's starting to understand the teacher-student relationship and respect and then we cut to daniel on the beach flailing around and practicing the uh, doing the crane, crane kick and yeah trying his his hand or or foot at it yeah. as it were with the sun coming up and like it's such a beautiful uh, little montage cinematography is great yeah and daniel yeah. out on the boat by himself and now he's balanced on the boat and he's practicing his punches and kicks and blocks and he looks pretty good. Like yeah. his karate's never really, <laughs> never really been great. But no. you know, like the scene on the boat of him going looks uh, looks dope, and he's practicing the crane kick, and the the pan flute is playing. It's um, yeah, it's nice, very emotional, beautiful. Yeah, and then we get the scene of Miyagi with the catcher's mask and the and the chest protector on, <laughs> yeah. letting Daniel punch him in the chest. And uh, again, like the every scene like this, there's good stuff. There's really, really good stuff where, you know, he's, he's saying the secret to the punch, make power of your whole body fit inside an inch in your knuckles. Yeah. Like you want that weight in your punch and he's trying to show him how to do that. And then he gets him to, to punch him in the, this, this line didn't age well where Daniel punches him and he goes, what's the matter? Are you some kind of girl or something? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. That's a, that's a little eighties, like calm yeah. the fuck down with that. But then Daniel starts screwing around. Doing the alley shuffle and tap, 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 and fucking yeah. with him and moving his feet. And Miyagi legit gets pissed. Yeah. And takes him down. You know, when, when Daniel says, you know, what do you think? What do you think, Mr. Miyagi, huh? Hey! I tell you how to Miyagi think. I think you dance around too much. I think you talk too much. I think you're not concentrated enough. Lots of work could be done. Tournament just around the corner. Come, stand up. Now, ready. Concentrate. Focus power. Yosh. And I think you dance around too much. I think you talk <laughs> think too much. You get your too shit much. together. Like, yeah. yeah, fucking around. The tournament's coming up and you're going to get your ass kicked. So, you know, he, he has another kind of slap him on the face, focus your shit together moment. Yeah. Which was great because Daniel did. He That snapped him back and was like, oh, right. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. And then Miyagi gives him the cake for his birthday. And this is where you get the, he gives him two presents. One of which is the aforementioned uh, the the karate gi with the crest sewn on the back by his wife. Yeah, which you know again, oh, man. Like when he when when talk he about said, a meaningful gift. Yeah, where 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 did this come from? And he's like, Mrs. Miyagi made this a long time ago. So you know that that was like for his son that he was going to give. Yeah, you know to teach the 
to teach the family karate too. And, you know, now he, he's, it's, it's like he's come to accept it and he's like, yeah, Daniel's, Daniel's the, the son figure in his life and gives him the patch. And Pat Morita has just such a stoic look and he's just kind of got this quarter smile on his face. Like he's so proud of Daniel and he's, yeah. And he's, wearing a little party hat he's a lot more <laughs> know, the, little, little, the little birthday hat <laughs> yeah he's got this little paper hat and he's got a little bit of a smile on his face i think he's proud of daniel and i think he's honestly i think he's proud of himself because he's wearing like a fucking happy hawaiian shirt he's wearing a happy hat and i think it just kind of shows <laughs> that he's moving away from wearing fucking tan all the time <laughs> like yeah he's, a lot of a lot of earth tones wrestlers rhapsody i think you and i and like yeah. seven other people saw fucking yeah. wrestlers rhapsody, rhapsody. <laughs> wear a lot of browns um <laughs> but yeah but yeah that's a great scene where he gives him the gi and daniel realizes what a what a heavy moment that is and then there's a really good scene here to a good line again where Daniel Daniel says, do you think I stand a chance at the tournament? And Miyagi says, uh, Not matter what Miyagi thinks. Miyagi not fighting. Yeah. Like, don't fucking listen to other people. You. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm, you're not, they're not in there. It matters what you think. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. it. <laughs> yeah. Really, really good stuff. And then he takes him outside and gives him, you know, pick one of the cars. And he, he gives him that dope-ass 1948 uh, Ford Super Deluxe. Which, by the way, the producers, that yellow car that Machio picks, yeah. or that Daniel's son picks here, the producers gave Machio that car after the filming, and he still has it. I did know that, yes. Yeah, that was cool. But it was good. I, again, a good, a good life lesson when, when Miyagi gives him the keys to the, to the yellow car. And uh, he says, you know, oh, you got your license? And yeah, yeah, it's right here. Get, check that out. And Miyagi says, remember, license never replace eye, ear, and brain. Yeah, <laughs> rules for life, man. Like this, but this I also is... I also kind of thought Good. that you know you've got your license is kind of like uh, you've got your black belt. You know what I mean? Yeah, kind of like yeah, kind of like uh, yeah. It's a it's you know it's it's a thing. <laughs> like you know, it's, yeah, <laughs> you've got it. And then he's got his dog tags on the keychain, and like yeah. they have this exchange. And Ralph Macchio looks at him and says, "You know, you're the best friend I ever had." Like yeah meaningful meaningful dialogue between these two and like you believe it like this is such a well-acted movie and you know i kind of fucking when i was younger kind of teased macho a little bit for being kind of dorky and stuff but now that i look at it a little bit older i'm like yeah no he he really really did this well he did he did there was there was some other people that were up for this role which we'll talk about at the end but i think macho was the right choice man he had that gawkiness of awkward teenageness. Yeah, that was the right. It was the right thing for this role. So yeah, he leaves and goes to see his mom because it was his birthday. So he got you know, oh my god, I forgot about my mom had a big thing. And Miyagi's very cool with that and gives him the car and off he goes. Yeah, he's like uh, Miyagi once had mother too. <laughs> like he's yeah, he's, <laughs> it's a good line. <laughs> I love every line that he says. Like every line he has in this film is gold. I can't think of a bad line. No, no, it's awesome. It's so good. And the last little section of this movie here is Daniel and uh, the, the, it's sort of another date with Daniel and Ali here. He kind of mends the fences with her after the whole misunderstanding at the at the fancy pants party. Yeah. And then we go right into the All Valley Tournament 
and that caps the movie. Jesus, are we there? Yeah. So Daniel ends up rolling in his flash yellow car here up to the golf and stuff because he wants to try and find Allie. He sees her, and he, j- he jumps in front of that hunting game and goes, don't shoot. Yeah. <laughs> and it's her friend is a little harsh here where he goes, yeah. don't shoot. And she just, Allie walks away. And he goes, hey, don't leave me here. I'm wounded. And her friend goes, good. good. Maybe you'll yeah. die. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, yeah. it's like a little harsh there. For <laughs> but uh, Daniel here learns from the f- said friend there that uh, Allie actually hit Johnny after he, he kissed her. Yeah. And obviously Daniel feels bad and he immediately sort of walks up to her. He immediately walks up behind her and comes up and he goes, hey, slugger. <laughs> hey, slugger. Hey. Maybe could have, phrasing, phrasing. <laughs> but she immediately forgives him because he's, you know, charming and cute and whatever. Yeah. And we now find out the tournament is tomorrow. So they have to go and, you know, kind of get the thing ready. She says, oh, I'll be there to cheer for you. So now we get the, the everybody shows up at the tournament and they're registering Daniel and oh what belt is he and Miyagi goes boy a black belt and he then he, as Daniel goes into change he leans over and goes no Miyagi and he, as he leans over he yeah. immediately steals a black he belt from the belt. guy's bag yeah. and passes it off to Ali who's right there and in on it and yeah. just takes it and runs yeah. away with it <laughs> it's pretty great. <laughs> yeah. So Daniel doesn't know how to put his gi on. He doesn't know where the t- the side ties are to kind of lock it up. He's trying to figure all that out because he's never trained in a gi. So he's trying to get that on. And then we get the the guys coming in from Cobra Kai to intimidate intimidate Daniel, which is good, man, because Dutch is scary. <laughs> like he's like, come on, like he's Dutch is scary. He, he's ratcheting it up. He's ready to. He's ready to go. He just, he gives Daniel a good little push onto that table. It's, uh, yeah, he does. It's good. Dutch is, uh, just by way of side note here, Dutch is played by Chad McQueen, and that's the son of actor Steve McQueen. Hells yeah. Old school Steve McQueen's son. Yeah. He didn't He's come back for of... Cobra Kai, and, well, there's a lot of things we can say about this cat, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I mean, I think he had scheduling with his car company because he's got a whole racing thing that he's into as well. Yeah. So he didn't come back for that. But, uh, so yeah, they, Pat Johnson, the ref comes in and breaks that up. And Pat Johnson is, he's built like a brick shit house here. Like that dude is ready to throw. He is. <laughs> you can tell that guy knows what he's doing. Yeah. He's just by looking at he, him. He looks like he came out of like a butcher shop or, or, you know, yeah. he went through the machine that Captain America went through. Like, you know, he's <laughs> thick ass arms and yeah. forearms and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you know, if he shook your hand, he'd just crush your fucking metacarpals into powder. So uh, Miyagi here doesn't know the rules <laughs> of the tournament yeah. when he goes in. Doesn't no idea. Allie knows. Allie tells Daniel the rules here. Yeah, which makes sense. Yeah, because she'd been there for, been she would have been there Johnny. for Johnny before. But it's hilarious because Daniel goes to Miyagi, don't you know anything? And Miyagi goes, hi, don't get hit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> and then we get the song, you're the best around. This is an amazing song, and you probably know the trivia that uh, with that song that I do, yeah, yeah, which is which is cool because I mean that was supposed to go to Rocky Three, yep, and then uh, it didn't. They got which Eye makes of the sense Tiger. when you listen to the lyrics, yeah, you know it's uh, the whatever that lyric is of of you know it, it's coming around again or 
history repeats itself trying yeah yeah that's see. it yeah because <laughs> that's right many years ago i made my first independent movie and i used that song in it and then nice. after it aired someone came up to me is like i can't believe you got the rights to, for bill conti and i was like rights <laughs> <laughs> please sorry what please don't anyone tell bill conti on me uh, you'll never <laughs> find this movie no like nine people saw it <laughs> <laughs> oh that's too funny yeah so the, the that awesome soundtrack awesome song that guy still is out kicking around singing that song god damn right oh yeah why wouldn't you right still doing his thing i'm pretty sure i'm friends with him on like i'm pretty sure we follow each other on twitter <laughs> me and bill oh, conti no way. that's awesome oh yeah no i looked him up oh it's not bill conti bill conti did the, the the score of the movie the guy that wrote you're the best around or the guy that performed you're the best joe esposito and he's still out there singing it. Yeah. But, uh, and then we roll into the tournament here, and there's some pretty decent karate tournament action going on here, mostly in the background, because they had the, the, the main people on the main stage here or on the side stages being filmed. But in the background, they just brought a bunch of karate people in to basically have a little tournament in the background as extras. Yeah. And, and it, it makes it look nice and full. Like they, like it, it does. It, it does look like. Like I mean, I've gone to a bunch of these tournaments, and it does look it does look like some of those tournaments I've been, you know, like big gyms with like you know five and six yep. different places to fight, and mats all, mats everywhere, yep. trophies everywhere, everywhere, and then a bunch <laughs> of extras up in the crowd. Yeah. So yeah, they they did a good job of setting up the the arena or the gym or whatever to to look like it. It looks looks legit, and we get uh, some some decent decent karate here. A really good fight I liked between, I guess, the semis between Johnny and and Daryl Vidal. That was that was the best one. Yeah, he's he, Daryl Vidal is one of three, only three actual black belts in the movie. Yeah, Pat Johnson, obviously the the ref and the the fight coordinator, and then Daryl Vidal and Ron Thomas is another one. The guy that plays Bobby. Yeah, Ron Thomas is a black belt in jiu-jitsu, I believe. Oh. He's like a motivational speaker now. But uh, in I, any yeah, event, the I'm, three of them were black Sorry, belts. I'm being quiet because I'm holding back like all kinds of stuff from Cobra Kai. So when you're talking about stuff, I'm like, <laughs> right. like I'm, I'm literally sitting here with the microphone in my hand and my mouth open and not saying anything because I'm just like, because uh, uh, I know where you Can't are. Talk Cobra Kai. <laughs> I know where you are in Cobra Kai. And I'm just like, this is... A, not relevant to, to this film, and B, uh, you're not finished Cobra Kai, so. No, I'm just episode one, season two. There <laughs> right we now. go. There we go. Yeah, well, there's, ah, uh, Jesus. <laughs> you'll, that you'll, you'll get there. You'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. But yeah, the, the fight between Johnny and Vidal is good. That's probably the best fight in the movie, to be honest, It is between yeah, these two. It definitely is. And, you know, credit to William Zabka, because he looks legit. Like, William Zabka looks like a legit fighter uh, even even when he's not fighting the way he's moving around the ring and he you know he's he's shuffling backwards and side to side yeah. and he's he's quick he's he is i think that wrestling background did him well here because his movement's good he picked up obviously on the kicks and punches and stuff like he looks legit and he holds up well against Daryl Vidal who's a legit black belt yeah and he he's even got like a couple of nice quick fast front kicks and stuff that looks looks good like he he played it well like you could make a case that you could say oh yeah like i i believe that william zabka was trained in martial arts for this film yep for sure for sure and then we get daniel versus bobby as the as the second semi-final 
And this is where Crease takes Bobby aside and says, I want him out of commission. Yeah. So he wants Bobby to, to hurt Daniel and take him out. And Bobby does that immediate jumping sidekick to the side of Daniel's knee and just ruins his knee. And he immediately apologizes again. That's Bobby, right? You know, like earlier in the film, yeah. Bobby is the the voice of reason uh, when they're telling at the Dutch to like stop, yeah, telling Dutch to stop, and Tommy and Dutch. Tommy and Dutch are just riled right up. Jimmy, I don't even know if Jimmy has any lines in this film. Kind of like the silent that's Cobra good, Kai, yeah. But um, yeah. yeah, it's Bobby that's really telling them to to lay off, and then you know, Bobby doesn't want to take out his leg. Uh, he's very into like, no, I want to follow the rules. Yeah. Hits him in the side. Well, of he the says, knee. I can beat this guy. Yeah. He's like, I can beat this guy. And he's like, hey, uh, then he's like, Daniel, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. He's like very apologetic, which yep. is cool. Yeah. I like that part. And, uh, so they give, they give Daniel 15 minutes here to, to get his, get his leg together and see if he can continue. And, you know, Miyagi goes in the back here and is trying to convince Daniel that he doesn't have to keep fighting and that, you know, you did good. You should be proud of yourself. You're good. And Daniel gives the the whole sort of come around to, no, I got to fight because I'm never going to have balance in my life or with these guys or with Ali or anything if I don't go out there again and finish this. Yeah. Leading Miyagi to do his clap rub magic hand fix the knee thing, which he doesn't fix it. He just makes it okay long enough to go out there and do his thing. Yeah, and Miyagi makes a good point. Like you you really don't yeah. like to go to go to the finals and to carry yourself and fight like, you know, he definitely you don't have to win. <laughs> like, you know, you No, you, you're fighting for a $20 trophy and 100 bucks or something. Like, yeah. what are you doing? But I mean, like, you know, the act of, you know, standing up and fighting is it's kind of the message of the first Rocky, you know, in so many ways. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's the movies, so, you know, he claps his hands and uses his knee magic and, and sends him out. Great timing, by the way. Great timing of the music. Oh, dude, it was And so the good. sound with the clap and the rub. Yeah. The dong, and then he rubs dong. it. Wicked great timing on that. Yeah. Really, really good. Yeah, really great. And then we get the last fight of Daniel versus Johnny. And, you know, I mean, this is a classic fight, right? The, the stomach punch. Daniel gets a point. Cool little takedown scissor kick thing two points for daniel and then johnny comes back and you get the sweep the leg from from uh from crease crease sweep sweep the leg which was seen as a dirty move to sweep daniel's leg that but i remember is, yeah, yeah i remember an interview with forrest griffin like the, the the former light heavyweight champion ufc forrest griffin and i remember him talking about this film and being like of course you sweep the leg <laughs> like obviously that's the move like if, if you know he's hurt there you go after where he's hurt like you sweep the leg that's yeah. what you do in a fight <laughs> it's very funny yeah but obviously it's a dick move well there's kind of like movie logic with this too because i mean clearly they're the yeah. bad guys and they're just like sweep the leg and it's like yeah but i mean i've i've fought in karate tournaments where there was like not many but some karate tournaments where like there was no leg contact Right, like the, right. You know, yeah, you're not allowed to kick the legs. And I'm like, not kick the legs. It's like, do you know how fucking inflexible I am? I can only kick the <laughs> legs, <laughs> but I can kick him in the face, though. That's okay. Yeah. Like, what's? <laughs> but I mean, like, it's like you know, like body contact. But I mean, like, you know, with 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 our style, it was like a lot of leg kicks. So yeah, I, I find it weird that he's you know like afraid of getting his leg kicked in an Okinawan style, but you know, like, yeah, right. It's, it's a movie. <laughs> it's, whatever. We'll we'll ca- chalk that up to whatever. <laughs> and yeah, so Daniel or Daniel 
does his two points. Johnny comes back and gets two points himself with a, a, a kick, and then a, he drops Daniel and ends up punching him when he's rolling around on the ground. So it's two to two, and then there's an illegal punch to the face here. I, I don't think you're allowed to punch to the face in this tournament because he punches him and it drops Daniel, but there's no points awarded, so oh, he just okay. gets back up. And then there's that one where Daniel, for some reason, kicks with his bad leg, and Johnny catches it and does that downward elbow to the side of the knee. Yeah. Which seems to be illegal. If the jumping sidekick to the knee was illegal, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how that's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you, you got to let a lot go in this fight. You're like, you really do, yeah. And then that's right after that, that's where you get the... Get him a body bag! Yeah! All right. Classic line, which, was, by the way, was ad-libbed. Rob Garrison improvised that as Tommy. That's awesome. I'm, I'm again, holding my comments until later. <laughs> yeah. I'm sad about Tommy because Tommy Rob Garris he, he he passed away in 2019 unfortunately but but uh, yeah. goddamn good line classic line iconic there uh, and then we get the obvious finish to the movie that everybody knows which is the crane kick finish here where Daniel does his thing and Johnny rushes in and shabagade crane kick to the face to win the the win the All Valley tournament. And then the movie suddenly ends. Like, I mean, it, it's very quick. You gotta, you gotta, yeah, I mean, you know, go out on a high note, leave them wanting more. Uh, they certainly do that. Yeah. The, the movie was originally supposed to end with the opening of Karate Kid 2. Like, the movie was supposed to end with Daniel winning the tournament. Uh, everybody's cool. Miyagi's there. And then they go to the parking lot and Kreese is, is, you know, pissed at Johnny and breaks his thing and chokes him. And then Miyagi saves Johnny in the parking lot from Crease. That's supposed to be the ending to Karate Kid. I think I knew that. Yeah, but they, they changed it because once they filmed the end of the tournament and Elizabeth Shue rushes up and tackles... Tackles, tackles Daniel. Daniel onto his bad leg. Yeah. <laughs> and very much like American Ninja, like Jackson and American Ninja, Johnny's like, yeah, you're all right, Daniel. Good match. Like, yeah. immediately. You're all right, lovers. So... Good match. <laughs> yeah. Daniel kicked his ass, so he's immediately all right, I guess. You know, you know you're tough if you can kick another philosophy into a person. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I kicked his that ass. That is a quality front kick. I changed his fucking <laughs> thinking. I changed this man's entire belief system by kicking his ass. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so then, then they cut to the, the smiling Miyagi and end of film. End of film, baby. Great film. Classic for a reason, man. Oh. Just very quickly before we get into the uh, the categories, people that were offered the role of, of Daniel's son, Charlie Sheen and Sean Penn, oh. were offered the role. Uh, other people that auditioned were Robert Downey Jr. auditioned for Daniel, and so did <gasps> Nicolas Cage. Oh, my God. Can you? Im- I want to see the movie where Nicolas Cage got Daniel just as a oh lark. Oh, my God. Can you imagine that movie? Paint the fence. All right. Oh my god, it's so glorious. I can I can almost see it. <laughs> right? Like I want that movie. I really want that movie. I want that movie. Ba- I want that to happen now with Nicolas Cage in his 60s <laughs> playing a 14-year-old Daniel playing Miyagi. <laughs> no, playing Miyagi. Playing Miyagi. <laughs> he could do it. He's Nick Cage. <laughs> I asked you to paint the house and I went fishing. Wow! <laughs> That'd be so great. I, funnily enough, I watched the first twelve and a half minutes of Snake Eyes last night. Which, oh no! Did which you? is an, a, which is a masterful fucking 
12 minutes of crazy. <laughs> you remember oh, Snake Eyes, man. don't you? I, I do remember Snake Eyes. Yeah, that, he had that crazy snake jacket on. No, no, that was Wild at Heart. Is that not? Ironically, Snake Eyes is. Did he not have that in Snake Eyes? No, that was Wild at Heart. Oh, I thought I remembered Snake Eyes as he had some, like a snakeskin jacket. No, when he played sailor, he oh. had a snakeskin jacket. That was a symbol of his freedom and individuality. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> oh, that's crazy! Well, Charlie Sheen, I could see, I could see Robert Downey Jr. Doing this role, I could see him doing it. I could see, especially Robert back in the eighties. Yeah. Oh, back in the eighties when he was really thin, when he was playing uh, yeah. Ian uh, in mm-hmm. uh, Weird Science, which came out a year after this, I think. You know, you remember how, yes. how little and skinny Robert very... Downey Jr. was back in oh, those days. He was days? really thin back then. Yeah, um, he... and still a really good actor. Yeah. And, well, that's what I mean. Like he was a solid actor back then, so he could uh, he could pull it off because he I mean he did less than zero back then. So I can see him doing a, a really good job with the role. Can't necessarily see Charlie Sheen doing it. I, Charlie Sheen. I, no, I can see Sean Penn doing it. Sean Penn. Amazing actor. I could put Sean Penn in there, right? Because he's yeah. got the Fast Times at Ridgemont High comedy chops, but he could also do the drama part of it. Like he yeah. could, I think he could have pulled it off pretty well. I think he could have, too. I'm, I'm going to go with RDJ, though, if I had a fan cast. Or, yes. Uh, honestly, I'll say yeah, Nicolas yeah. Cage just to see what that fucking nightmare would be, to be honest. <laughs> we wouldn't be talking about it right now, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it would be one of, those, one, of those cult, one of those cult classics. It'd be on at like yep. fucking two in the morning right after the fucking Ron Jeremy sex pills. <laughs> It'd be like, hey, do you remember that crazy fucking film Nicolas Cage did where he was a karate kid? Where he was the karate kid or something? Yeah. Well, it's on at, you know, channel 382 after the girls <laughs> yeah. you want to talk to. Yeah. Right? So, all right, man, categories for this film. Uh, let's go with, I don't know, let's do soundtrack first. Soundtrack's uh, good. Soundtrack is solid. I'm going four fists out of five on soundtrack for sure. Yeah, me too. Four fists out of five because it's it never ever takes away from the film. It always adds to it. And you've got that iconic "You're the Best" song, well, even though it wasn't written for this song, or for, I'm sorry, even though it wasn't written for this movie. That's and it got passed to another movie as well. Like it was also supposed to be used in Flashdance. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. It's so weird. So yeah, Bill Conti, the songwriter, and Joe Esposito. Uh, which I'm pretty sure is a fake name. Doing the performance, <laughs> you've got that like that like pump excitement montage style music, but then you've got all that beautiful little Zamfir master of the pan flute. Yeah, that was really good. It's just like that type of stuff. Miyagi's theme. Yep. Song is a beautiful, beautiful song. Tremendous. That they actually played in Cobra Kai. Um, which I thought was really, really good. So, yeah, uh, it's a solid four-fifths out of five for me for soundtrack. Yeah, four-fifths out of five for myself as well. Acting is, is again, strong. I'm going four-and-a-half-fifths out of five for acting. Yeah, I would be tempted to go five, to be frank, out of five. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to stick with four-and-a-half-fifths out of five for acting. Daniel and Miyagi alone rate this movie very, very high. And Pat Morita by himself carries the whole friggin' movie. Pat Morita. And there's, yeah. you know, no weak links. There's absolutely no weak links whatsoever. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna give a five out of five. Nice. Five-fifths out of five for acting. Because I can't think of a single moment where someone's acting took me out of it. Even, like, 
Ali's parents, <laughs> like you know, Ali's parents, yeah. they like they played it so well. Uh, Daniel's mom, like everybody did She's a good great. job. And yeah. even Martin Cove, even though he was cheesy, it didn't take me out of it. Right? He's just like, no, you're uh, you you got a lot of guts, old man, but I like it. <laughs> like, I like it. <laughs> it's open season on him and you. <laughs> I'm gonna, <laughs> Honestly, I'm going to try that out tomorrow. I'm going to say it to somebody. It's like, oh. all right, Mr. Lindsay, here's your receipt uh, for that. All right, thank you. You know, uh, you're kind of crazy, but I like it. And just see what kind of see what kind of see reaction kind of I get. Societal feedback you're going to get from that. Nobody in society acts that way, so uh, no. I'm just going to test it out. I'm going to test it out and see. Okay, so we got acting uh, and martial arts. Martial arts is the last one. Martial arts, uh, it's hard because this is like... This is a scale. Yeah, it's a classic of the genre. And like we mentioned, it's more about martial arts than having martial arts. Yeah. So the martial arts, if I'm being picky and just talking about fighting, I would go kind of middle of the road, like through two and a half, three out of three fifths out of five. Yeah. But I have to bump it up to... Just because of the the nature of the movie to four fists out of five. I know exactly what you mean. Like if you're actually just talking like from a technical standpoint, it's it's like a two, right? Like, yeah. Not yeah. not not all of it, but there are moments where it's clearly low, like two and a half. Yeah. But if you were to rate it on its depiction of martial arts and perhaps the yeah. meaning of martial arts, oh. You're close to five. Then you're yeah. Then you're up there. So yeah, this one's a bit of a strange one with the sliding scale. So I mean, I'll I'll go three with the caveat that some of the actual martial arts technically don't sell on screen at all. Yeah, and some of the explanations of the philosophy of martial arts is probably some of the best in any film that's ever been made. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of that movie that we saw before, Iron and Silk. I thought of Iron and Silk when I watched this on the rewatch because that was such a that there was hardly any actual martial arts in that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but philosophy of martial arts, but very much it was so very heavy. Yeah, it was the the philosophy and very was good. Very, yeah, very very good. But yeah, I I dug that Iron and Silk. I've looked for that forever and and have been trying to buy, find it and buy it. But uh, yeah, great film philosophically about martial arts, like this movie. Five out of five. Five fists out of five. Yeah, 100%. Like, it's so solid. So great, great film, man. Great film. So that kind of wraps up. Uh, actually, it doesn't quite wrap up yet because this, this, ah, would you say this fails the brother revenge test? Because Daniel's fighting because no. he's getting his ass kicked and he wants revenge, no. but he changes his mind. No. And he ends up fighting for more this, honor this and personal integrity and balance. Clearly. This passes the test. Clearly. Yeah, no issues. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and it's pretty low in the ho scale. Like, yeah, there's not there's, a lot of there's there's zero, there's zero. It's yeah. it's high on the oh, <laughs> like <laughs> we need we need a whoa scale and an oh huh. scale. And this is yeah, very high on the oh. Oh man, this yeah. is like a heartstring like movie. Like really, really good. Like unbelievable. Yeah, perfect movie, man. It's a yeah, perfect movie. It really is. Coming up next. On the podcast, sir, we're jumping into the first film in our little podcast world that contains the man known as Jackie Chan. We're jumping right into 1995's Rumble in the Bronx. I love this movie. 
I can't wait for this movie. I I had so much fun watching this. I watched this uh, in the theater in Bedford and uh, had an absolute blast. This movie is the shit. I can't wait. Next week, Jackie Chan, Rumble in the Bronx, on You Have Offended, this podcast.